11 o'clock comics episode 134 it will whip a camel's ass with a belt <laughs> yeah, that's your that's from your neck of the wood. Wesley Willis was was a Chicagoan. I, I hear straight from Steve Breaker's mouth. To hell with what anybody says. Do the show. If you want to talk about what you want to talk about, you're doing this for yourselves, not for just because they want to listen to you. That's very sage advice. There you go. Because I don't. I do not give a shit what anyone thinks. Obviously, obviously I don't. Because well, some of the stuff that I talk, no, oh, of course. But some of the stuff that I talk about, that we talk about, it, it, it's not going to connect with everyone. I really don't care. Right. I don't. Whatever. I'm happy to hear about it. That's clearly my love of Deadpool and Wolverine and Fear Agent and movies like The Expendables are. It's a very elitist position. I still <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm such a uh, so, drink don't. every time someone says elitist tonight. Rock on, nice. Chicago. Don't, don't worry about that shit. No <laughs> one cares. It doesn't bother Jason, me. I got I got your I got your Christmas present in the mail today. That's Ooh, how really oh. yeah, Speaking yeah, of that, Vince, I did want to tell you I did get a, a envelope and almost opened it before I remember the little bird in your they, head saying, Don't are open you, it. Are you kidding me? They sent it in an envelope? There wasn't no, an... no, in a box. It was in a box. Oh, okay. Son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah. I was like, get out of here. But it was just addressed to me, and I ordered so much shit. Like, Beth was like, oh, you got a box today. And I was about to open it, and I'm like, hmm. I'm like, I didn't order anything from my comic shop. Uh, <laughs> you're well, like, oh, this must be the thing Vince said not to open. All right. You're going to see fireworks, my friend. You'll be, woo. <laughs> I don't want to pump it all up, because you'll be opening like, really? I don't want hell? this. I don't want to read Prison Pit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, no. um, Oh God! What uh, there was some? Who's the guy? Jo- Johnny Johnny Ryan. Ryan. Yes. That I've I have I have heard his name or seen his name so many times yes. since yeah. Vince has brought up the the whole prison pit thing. Because he's awesome. Talk, we were talking about him on AC last yes, week. Yes, you were. Yeah. Oh, and, ding. And, 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 and then say something about <laughs> for how many times the word elitist comes up? Yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, did you know we're back? Yeah. <laughs> you might have updated your iTunes recently. By the way, over under on how long before the once a month turns into twice a month? Oh, what a biter. I swear. K- K- Cater- Caters gives us two months. <laughs> oh, I totally I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the email from Chris going, hey, guys, can we record another night this week? Tom's going to Skype in Wednesday night, and we're going to record early. <laughs> no, no, he no. said no Skype in. I know he said, but that's what I'm saying. It's like he's no, Skype no, it's something like yeah. Maybe so, like, listen, Pat, Pat, and Dow are having uh, a Creator X uh, in first. Alamate needs me to drive him to the airport. Uh, yeah. No, actually, actually, we had we've already had one of our favorite creators um, kind of drop me a line and say, "Oh, I'd love to love to chat with you guys." And Sal's like, "Nope," telling me he can drive his ass up here to up here to Chicago and we'll talk with him, but <laughs> no phone in. So I'm like, "Damn." So so every week it's going to be um, Hillary. Right, <laughs> uh, Hill will be on. I think Yay. it's. I, I think. I think. Um, I think uh, Christian is is going to be the uh, on the next guy up. So I yeah, I know. I so get, here, here's get, the deal. The We're going to lay down the law right now. This okay. is a nice little side project that you have, and I hope it works out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 
was, I, was ta- I was telling y'all, telling y'all before, before we started recording, it was really weird because it's the, I didn't expect this, but on like Facebook and, and Twitter, I've already gotten several responses of, oh, I just know you from 11 o'clock, so I'll check out the Surround Comics As thing. it should be. As it should and, be. Because we was, rescued you when they kicked your ass out. Oh, and, yeah. Who am I speaking to right now? Who's this? Who, who am I talking to right now? You're talking to uh, Chris Neesman. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, who and, are you? Really? Yeah, oh, you? well, we didn't even... We're still no, in the we intro. We're still, we're still in the intro. <laughs> long-ass song. Was hey! You have to break out some fucking Anagata DeVita on that one. <laughs> well, no, just, I wanted to say, though, this this little dalliance that he has with this thing called uh, Around right. Comics, it's fine, but once you start infringing on your 11 o'clock stuff, uh, 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 if we notice you hey. talking about the same stuff here that you're talking about over there, tough, we're going to be it's looking tough. for a replacement. It's all right for Marvel Noise, because nobody listens exactly. to the same shows. <laughs> I was just going to say, David... David is so good. And David here. is untouchable. I mean, you never no. even put Marvel noise on here, and you should. No, I let, I let Jason do that for me. Thank you, buddy. I know. It's going to say, I, I usually listen to Marvel noise in bunches, and I just listen to a bunch of the episodes, and I'm like, oh, motherfucker. I'm like, why did he talk about that on our show? I'm like, I'm always wondering what he thinks of these books. Because he saves it for his show. He's not. got to save it up. I know. That's it's right. hard. Well, no, no, no. You don't have to save it up. David does, because David's the man. Yes. You're still you're still in your, on your, tra- your trial period. We but haven't broken you? you in yet. <laughs> Hey everybody! It's eleven o'clock comics episode one hundred and thirty-four with a belt. I am Vince B. Hello. Yes, you are, and I'm Christopher Neesman. I'm David Price, and I'm happy to be here. Yes, and I was going to be Elroy Jetson, but I'm not really. I'm Mitch Pelagi. <laughs> oh, you could be Mitch Pelagi. I know. Yeah, he's very intelligent. Yes, he and he's but no, you're not uh, Mitch Pelagi. You. Are Jason Wood and this? Yeah, that's right. This episode of the X Files has been brought to you by <laughs> Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can find all that's every one of those books listed in the comic section of the previews uh, monthly catalog at huge, amazing discounts of thirty-five. Tiptoe all the way up to seventy-five percent off certain items. They sent out the new list for this month, and damn it, I don't have it in front of me. If anyone does, it would be really nice to throw out some of the things that are massively. Parker's excited about it. Whatever it is, uh, Parker wants you to order Duncan the Wonder Dog. That's what he wants. Oh hell yeah! They are discounting every single book. That's two ninety nine from the major publishers is fifty percent off this month. No. Look at that! Is that nuts? Where are you going to find that? Might be forty percent off. One or the I, other. D- I did but notice uh, a bunch of those very iconic DC covers for that month. Whenever you bring up the specials, it lists them graphically with the text, and it just was all white space. All those yeah. nice covers for DC. No, I like that. That's a nice idea. It's what else are they going to do? It's just fun. It's a not, they're not charging anymore for it. Let them do what they want. But uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, but I did notice that um, New sorry, York. Forty-five percent off any two ninety-nine book from the uh, the front of previews is looks like forty-five percent off at least, which is and, pretty freaking amazing. Actually, that's, that's but nice. talk about amazing! If you haven't well, tried and, Kevin Smith's, but, but, and, I, and I think I think that I think that's it. I'm sorry. It's a side <laughs> note, Vince. Okay. I think it's very interesting and something that that you look at the big two to realize the amount of um, 
of readers that they maybe have lost off titles because exactly. of their because of their their, their ill advised and short sighted money grab that now it, it, you leave it up to a company like DCBS to say, hey, you know what? You may have dropped this title because it was too goddamn expensive, so we're oh. going to discount it a little bit more. And maybe hopefully you'll come back. So I think that's major, major props to DCBS. Major, major fuck you to both of them, Marvel and DC, for raising prices. What do you mean, DC? And hopefully, uh, hopefully they fucking realized it now. Fucking well, greedy bastards. I will say, when it comes to the white covers, I do like the logos on a lot of them. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's nice. But uh, where was I? Oh my Before god, I'm, my, I'm, my mini ra- I'm I know I'm it's lost. awesome. I can rant on the show again. Yeah. It's great. Well, I'll have to tell Sal that you're holding your tongue for week. that other thing. Ugh. Um yeah, I did notice that every I think six or seven issues of Kevin Smith's Green Hornet is are thirty five cents a piece. Is that right, Jason? Yeah, they're blowing it out pretty much every That's it looks crazy. like every wow. it's not just Kevin Smith, it's all the dynamite green hornet stuff oh. at least for the last six months. Look at that. So if you haven't tried it, Jesus. Are there trades coming out in that? Because I, I, there's so much of it, and I know a lot of it was really good. I mean, you had Matt Wagner writing and who? Kevin Smith, Andy Parks, oh, Andy Parks. He said really good, and uh, well, and no, but I mean, some some of it was good. Some of, it, I mean, some of it was hit and miss. But right. there was so much of it, I didn't know exactly what to buy. But is it starting to come out in trade where you can sample a little bit more? But 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 you can get them for thirty five cents from DCBS. Okay. Doesn't matter. You got Seth Rogen in the movie. You can, you can buy in bulk. It's like going to Sam's Club for comics. Thirty-five cents. Thirty-five cents. Thirty-five cents. And uh, Brian Woods, New York Four, New York Five. I York think five, is fifty, five, is 50 percent off. So yeah, they have a lot of specials at DCBS discount yeah. comics. And not only service. that, it's, um, you get a uh, it's a signed copy, I believe, if you um, if signed by Brian Wood himself, if you uh, buy it through DCBS. Yeah. Is it a Minx book? Vince can get his. Oh shit! No, Vince can uh, get Vertigo his, uh, now. No, no, I'm yeah, saying no because Magdalena. the first one was a mix book, right? Right, it's Vertigo now. Mike, oh, okay. I can get my what, David? The, the Magdalena trade paperback volume mm. one, half off, seven forty nine, dude. No, oh. I, I love Ron Mars, but signed by Mon, Ron Mars. Mon Mon Mars, dude. I'm I already gonna... started drinking, so <laughs> I should, no, I, I think I'll out. skip on the Magdalena. That's okay, but I, thank you for thinking I, of I, me. I really not... appreciate that. Yes. Uh DCBService.com, name of the game, check them out. Ditko, Picture Box, Marvel and DC, heavily discounted. All your indie goodness, the place to be is at DCB. New Casanova. Yeah, New Casanova, everything. So, yeah, let's get into it. Um, All right, and and perfect segue to lead into the drink roll call is that I I came home today and there was a diamond box sitting in, in the the foyer of of our of our house and i was like did my dcbs shipment get here a day early i'm like no and i look at it and it's from zach crucy oh no but he's obviously obviously taking diamond distributing boxes from work to send me stuff and i Uh open it up and, and, and and lo and behold was a bottle of cigar city brewings humidor series india pale ale Huh. So, um, so thank you very much, Zach. I didn't have enough time to get it in the fridge to drink for tonight, so I'm having something else, which we'll talk at, talk about in just a minute. But Vince, what are you drinking? That doesn't sound like a dog. That sounds like a velociraptor walking around your place. <laughs> with those. I know. Par- Parker is. I'm. So, and I'll I'll turn on the mute. 
here in just a second. You don't have to. No, that's A. I'm being honest. He's right. a big dog, and they're all riled up, and Mama isn't home to keep them occupied. So it's me and the two dogs in my comic room right now. Yeah. What am I and drinking? And he is like a velociraptor. He's, he's I w- crazy. I, I would bet those dogs are, yeah, wow. I am drinking Yingling Premium because that's all I have. I don't even have a refrigerator in this place. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's gutted. It's It's like, good, Parker, damn it. He doesn't believe you, Vince. God. Well, he's... He's he's almost as annoying as Spider-Man, so I named him correctly. (laughs) What does that mean? What is that about? We'll talk about that later. Oh, no. Uh, David. Uh, Okay, when Mr. Raker came last week to... uh, Oh, yes. To, to to spend a couple of nights and I'll talk about something we watched, but uh, he brought with right. him a uh, a bottle of uh, Menage a Trois. Woohoo! I don't think I don't think that was a hint. Pop that sucker open. Please uh, talk about a uh, suggestive. I, that come with drop sh- drop cloths and latex. <laughs> it was, uh, he he brought a. <laughs> it's it's a blend of three wines. No, there's no samurai swords. But uh he um we, we, we polished off that bottle and apparently we, we found the uh the not all of them one night either. They they also make a uh uh like a rose which which uh has some Merlot in it so I'm I'm digging it. But yeah, anyway, menage trois, there you go. The thought of David with a ball gag does not appeal to me at all. <laughs> no, not at all. You, know, you know damn no, you know damn well a ball gag would not get anywhere within three foot of three feet of that woman. She would not have it. Three uh, foot. Yeah. But say, man, that 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 remind from New York and we talked about the New York Comic Con. Hanging out with with Raker and Chris Campbell and 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 Marty and, and Tiki. Marty. Man, I, Happy I birthday, missed. Tim. Oh, oh, is it his birthday? Yep. Is it? No, oh, happy birthday, Tim! I didn't that. But man, I, I'm I already miss hanging out with all you all. That was so yeah. much fun, so it fun. Was a great weekend. I don't even remember the convention. I just remember hanging out. I remember Virgil. Exactly. I remember Brooklyn. I just yeah, I had a fucking yeah. blast. We, uh, Steve and Tim and Marty. I mean, they're already brothers, but we got a new one out of this. With Campbell, Chris, Campbell with Chris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got a new one. Yeah, yeah. No he's, yeah, he's 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 an awesome guy. He's awesome. one of us now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So just, hope, just hope David cleaned him up when Not he was done. <laughs> Jason, what are you sipping on? Uh, little. I'm doing a redo of last week because the bottle's still here, and that's a uh, little Johnny Walker Gold, and uh, I also am chasing it with uh, with some Yangling Lager. <laughs> yeah. Nice. There you go. Ding a doll. Um, I am. I'm drinking an awesome beer tonight. It's, Wait, I mean, you're not it's, drinking what Zach gave you. No, no, I, I, I just, I just, I just got it whenever I got home tonight, so I'll, I'll have it next week. Oh. So I mean, it's, it's, it's still warm. So, um, oh, um, I, I, pu- I, pull, I pulled out of the the wine fridge one that I've been saving up here, and it is a. So I'll have Zach's next week. Just relax, and I got to. And I'm chill. Gonna, what I'm drinking tonight, I'm going to send Zach as we're doing our little beer exchange here. Um, this is the Grand Teton Brewing Company. It is their Trout Hop Black IPA, wow. and it is fucking awesome. It you is so good. Drink some of the weirdest named shit I have ever heard. Oh, 
the label on this you would freaking love. It is a beautifully designed label. Um, but this is uh, from the Grand Teton Brewing Company uh, in Victor, Idaho. And uh, a black IPA is kind of a – it's a relatively new type of beer. It's It's only been around for maybe 15, 18 years or so. And and it goes under a couple different names. Um, some people will call it a Cascadian dark ale, um, but it, it's starting to be called a, a black IPA because it has a lot of similarities to an India pale ale. Um, but it's it's a it's a dark beer, kind of like a porter, because of the roasted. Um, will you two stop it? Damn it! Stop! Stop! Oh, get off the island! Daddy's talking about beer. Um, it's it's got a lot of roasted malts in it, and so it's a it's a dark beer, but it has a lot of the 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 notes that you would find in an India Pale Ale, and it is absolutely awesome. It's a it's a delicious beer. Um, it's called a Cascadia Dark Ale because the hops come from the Cascadia or Cascadia Mountains, which is in the Pacific Northwest, which is where a lot of a lot of this beer can be found, and it's one of the the largest growing beers in the american craft beer segment um you're starting to see this in in a lot of a lot of different breweries around the country so if you can find um a a black ipa or a cascadian dark ale anywhere try it because it's awesome i'm i'm loving this beer so there you go cool beans comics first educate while he imbibates he does he knows things. he knows stuff I'm calming my dogs down. Jesus. He put some sedatives in the food, knocks them out real Rolling, good. Rolling apparently. Apparently. Yeah. They, so y'all dogs, reading anything that you're loving like, or what? Hmm? What was that? Are y'all reading anything that you're really loving or what? Oh, yeah. I don't want to go first. Let's have somebody else. All right. First of all, are you going to talk about X'd Out tonight? You mean Crossed Out? Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to have to leave for a little <laughs> while because I just got it tonight. Oh. And I haven't had yeah, a chance for my copy yet, but I'll listen. Right, I'll listen to you talk because I, I probably won't get you to know, it right away. You know, honestly, there's really nothing to spoil. There's, there's no the way it's I'm presented. I'm no, skeptical. the 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 manner by which the story is is presented. There's really not a whole lot to spoil because there isn't really a whole lot revealed. Well, so, first question uh, is, is it is it ten ten? Uh, actually, it's knit knit. Okay, but it's ten ten, right? No, it's knit knit. <laughs> it's but it's ten ten. It's not ten ten. It's knit knit. It's very important that you not think of this boy as ten ten. He's knit knit because he's everything ten ten is not. You guys Tintin. see how I just how I just goaded him into yeah, you did. You're book. pulling me into it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, going, dude. Hergase Tintin was a child globe trotting adventurer. Uh, unafraid in a lot of situations, and this main character in Crossed Out, his name is Doug. The guy is initially we see him in his bedroom. He wakes up and he's even afraid to leave his room. And uh, there's a lot of comparisons with a lot of contrasts with Tintin. Tintin had a white dog, a terrier named Snowy. Well, Doug has a black cat called Inky. Okay, and uh, Doug does this spoken word performance thing um much along the lines of uh brian geisen and william burroughs's uh cut up method do you, do you know about the cut up method that uh ch- as championed by burroughs and geisen 
No, anybody? No, I don't think I do. Well, in in Burroughs' own words, and I had to write this down because I would never remember this. Uh, see what I mean? You guys, you're pulling me, and I'm going to be going forever. Uh, in in '59, Brian Geisen said that, and Burroughs used the cut-up method in his description of the cut-up method. And you'll see where I'm going with this. So Burroughs said, uh, I should do it in, in Burroughs' voice. Brian Geis, and I can't do Burroughs, said that rough lecture is attractions more upon than future of ice and applied the montage technique which he had, which had been used for 50 years in painting to words on a page. My fee guess what I'm look is permitted. Cut out phrases from newspapers and magazines. Then, then, then took a scissors and cut these special birds burn diminished the great awakening. It was Brian's idea. It's a painter's idea, essentially. He said that writing is 50 years behind painting, and he simply applied the montage method to writing. And, as I point out, the montage method is much closer to the actual facts of perception, very important, than representational painting, because life is a cut-up. Every time you walk down the street or look out the window, your consciousness is cut by random factors. And it was a question of bringing that back into writing and making this act explicit with a pair of scissors. Now, what Burroughs is saying here is that when you perceive something, you say you're looking at a beer can, right? Your perception is not only beer can. Your perception is quality of lighting in the room, smell of the beer, uh, the way your hands feel on your knees as you're looking at this can. And what? And he took synchronistic elements from different, from a, a wide array array of sources, like uh, a news broadcast or a newspaper article or a passage from a book, and he cut them up and mixed them all together and pulled out random words, put them together, and they had a new conceptual idea based on all of these different modes of input. Get it? And that's what Burns does in Crossed Out. When, when this kid wakes up, he's in his bedroom, and uh, it looks like he is uh, once had a head wound because he has a cross bandage on his head. That's why I don't like... That's not the only reason why, but I, I don't particularly like when, like when they call this X'd out because the cross motif fits better within the conceptual way that Burroughs, uh, Burroughs, yow, uh, Burns tells this story. And I'll tell you why. You guys still there? I don't hear anybody. I'm here. Yeah, okay. We're just listening. All right. So, right, so when, when we first meet Doug, it seems to have been suffering from a head wound. He, he's on medication of some kind for what we don't know. Uh, maybe mood uh, disorders, maybe their uh, uppers. It, it's never explicitly stated what this medicine is for. So, so he wakes up, and the whole book, the entirety of Crossed Out, is like one lucid dream after another. That that's why I can't really spoil anything, because you get you get these different vignettes of what could be different periods or different emotional states or different perceptions of this kid dog and, and they're, they're just strung one next to the other one after the other and you can't really get a handle on where the home base is you know what i mean uh he burns plants these visual bombs all through the story it could be an egg or a fetal pig in a jar or a black cat or maybe the the parallel lines of an intercom speaker, uh, etc. And 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 he uses these in a time delay fashion. Like he'll later trigger this symbology with sibling 
symbolic cues like like if they were conjoined uh, Siamese twin conceptual tr contrivances like in in early in the book you'll see there is this recurring motif with an egg and and for the life of me i i think i know where the story's going but i'm probably so far off base it's 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 silly he wakes up in the landscape outside of his room his there's a hole in the wall of his room hi there's a there's a hole in the wall of his room and outside is this apocalyptic type layout where it looks like there was maybe an ecological disaster because the water flowing through this devastated landscape is like a neon green like a like a muted and everything's in ruins there's stuff garbage strewn all over the place there's pipes everywhere lattice work there's even decayed um idols or some some kind of monument to a Tintin-esque looking god, which probably plays into the story later on. So you have this this riddled, ruined landscape, and he, he's walking across it, and he comes to this hole where his cat, uh, the only reason why he went into the landscape was to get his cat back. He was very reluctant to do that. So he's chasing the cat through this landscape, and the cat walks through a crack in a wall, and he goes through, and there are I-beams like uh, in the ceiling uh, what was once the ceiling of this room and there are boards strewn across it which will enable him to walk across the beams in the room the room is full of these mottled eggs maybe even bigger than an ostrich egg they're they're red and white mottled eggs and and uh later on in the story he he finds himself in this area is the best i can i can call it uh this this um land where the the language is not english or it doesn't look like earth to me it's populated by very gro you know how burns makes characters very grotesque looking characters like they'll have a nose missing and there's this uh, as in black hole with the with the the way that he drew that disgusting postulated seeping skin you know how burns does that well uh, there's characters in here with this and so he's walking through this landscape and this little diminutive dude befriends him and takes him for eggs and then later on uh, once he hooks up with a girl in his photography class named sarah they eat eggs again so there's there's things that run through this entire book there's a fetal pig in a jar that belongs to this sarah girl and um Later on, we see it in another instance, and there's a recurring uh, appearance of this green, fetal-looking, amphibian-esque, alien-type person, and it, it, it accosts him initially for being in the room with the eggs, and then later on, it appears in the yolk of an egg, but it looks like a fetus with the with the fallopian uh, tube coming out of it so I, I don't know I, i'm thinking there's a theme of gestation through this entire book there's a there's a theme of of eggs which leads to life there there's multiple instances of fetal pigs or fetus what's the word for fetus-esque fetal looking things uh, yeah, Fatigian? I don't know. Maybe. So I'm thinking, and he's always on medication for some kind of personality disorder. I'm thinking somewhere along the line, uh, 
he either had uh, a girlfriend who aborted a baby and this is his way of working through it or um, something with a child, maybe a, a, a sibling that died. But, but the, the, the re that's the reason why I prefer to cro call it crossed out because Burns cross-references the, the, the symbols throughout the entire book. The beams that are strewn across the room in initially with the eggs show up later on the intercom system of this girl Sarah's apartment and it goes back and forth and and you don't know where the initial symbol came from so you can almost read this out of order and it would still make some kind of sense because the the anchor are the symbols in this thing the 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 conceptual something behind this story uh, it's it's amazing I mean, I, I have a penchant for Burns's work to begin with. Going oh, he's way, lost. Yeah, way back. This but, beautiful, mean, the, clean. This is, is this the first of three? Is that how well, I, I don't know. It? I don't know how many there are going to be, but this is the first of something because it does not yeah. end. And there, there's one part where so he, he wakes up in this, this devastated landscape in his bed in the river. So you know this is not reality. This is somewhere altogether different. And there's a there's a burns his mind somewhere. Right. There's a sewer pipe, and it's spewing all this red viscous crap into the blue water. And in the red stuff, uh, along with garbage and all other sorts of detritus, there's another green fetus-looking reptilian alien-type baby thing with its uh, fallopian tube just severed so this leads me to believe that there was a devastating event in this kid's uh, past or near present that caused him to retreat from reality and go into this this fantasy land uh, mental state that he has uh, he, he plays with Polaroid pictures he likes to take Polaroids and uh, he's sitting in bed just leafing through Polaroids that he has taken and he doesn't like to lead his room very isolated almost agoraphobic kind of like the, the doorbell rings he won't even answer the door he starts crying because he, he has to make a decision should I answer the door should I not um, he, he takes stage before a, a rock concert dons a Tintin mask um, and starts going into a Burroughs-esque cut-up monologue but everything in his monologue relates to all these symbols that that burns through uh, litters throughout the book this is the only part where i wake a distant flicker about the flood swollen river just a ghost uh, pink blanket floating down the rotten dawn wind feeling egg and there's eggs again green boys it, this this is amazing stuff and it, it's not something that's easily accessible you're gonna have to work at this mm -hmm. Well, um, most Charles well, Brunt stuff. The yeah, one thing but it's I was not saying, a... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the one thing that put me off on it, and that's why I didn't order it initially, um, is, and I think it's fair disclosure here, is it's $20 cover price, and it's 56 mm -hmm. pages. Yes. I was, I, was, I was just going to address the same thing because I saw uh, another friend of ours online and and i won't call him out he knows who he is he's a canadian he fell over drunk in new york into a flower pot um <laughs> uh, that that 
that $20 was a lot to pay for 54 pages of story. Well, first of all, it's an oversized hardcover. Very good. And, and the presentation in it is beautiful. Uh, the quality Nine of it. Grid. Nine yeah, panel grid. Well, the, the quality, the quality of it from from a paper stock and and just presentation quality is is phenomenal. This is like yes. archival type paper. It's 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 beautiful, beautiful presentation. Um, it's Charles Burns, so just like Vince was saying, you're gonna have to work at it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And in 54 pages, the probably you, you're gonna need to read this one a couple times and yeah. really soak it in. Um, plus, Burns' art is something that is... It's it's there to behold. You don't just skim over his work. You you, you stop to admire it. It's, Razor it's, sharp line. Yeah, it's just, you know, if you've... First of all, if you haven't read Black Hole, it is one of the very few books that I make a point of reading every year. It, creepy. It's, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's it's just it's something. It, it's a book that resonates with me, and I stop to read it every year because it is creepy. But it is it's also a liberating book. It's a book that I think it's it's um, ultimately about the human spirit. It's I I love Black Hole. It's one of my absolute favorite works, and so anything that Charles Burns does, I'm going to take note of and. First of all, you can get this, you know, the 1995 uh, price tag. I think Amazon is like 13 and a half bucks. I'm sure yeah. you can get it in stock Hell. trades for, for, oh, for you know, about the same. So what, what I would say is that as many really shitty um, hardcovers by companies I, I won't disclose that are out there for 19.99 or 24.99, you're getting as m- you're getting way more bang for your buck in this. It, the presentation is gorgeous. It's not printed on bullshit, shitty stock, and yeah, there's stuff. a lot going on in here. So yeah. I think you're going to get a lot for your money, even though it's twenty dollars. But it's I, I had no pro- no problem, and I didn't order it through Amazon or DCBS. I picked it up at Challengers and paid mm-hmm. cover price for it. So nice. and I and I and I don't I don't feel <laughs> shorted at all. Well, that's good to hear because I will say that, I mean, I have to be honest. I I do think fifty six pages is a lot, is not a lot for that price. I again, I haven't read it yet. I ordered it. I just ordered mm-hmm. it yesterday. So, I mean, I I made the decision because it's gotten such massive accolades from a lot of people like yourselves that I I value your opinion. I'm I'm going to look past it. But I mean, even comparing it to Black Hole, that was three hundred fifty pages. Oh yeah, oh well, I mean, cover yeah. so. You know, I mean, again, it is. That was black and white. It, that it, this, this, this is color. Absolutely, but in a day and age where where people are very sensitive about the price of comics and 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 the value, um, I do think it'll be interesting to see if people are willing to um, give this its due because I, I I think this is certainly at the extreme end of pay, price per page. Um, but again, mm. I have heard nothing but great things about it. So you, well, you know, yeah. on, on on something like this, I have. I have absolutely no problem. It's it's Charles Burns. 
it's oversized, it's hardcover, it's beautiful presentation, and it's incredibly, I mean, it's it's comic, it, this sounds really fucking dorky, really fucking pretentious, uh-huh. but I really kind of believe, this is comics at kind of a high end, this is, you well, know, yeah, so if, 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 if I were drinking, if I were drinking, you know, really good whiskey, you know, Charles Burns is, I mean, you're grabbing the Johnny Walker gold, uh, you know, it's it's you you don't mind paying a little bit more because you know the quality is going to be there. But the work demands the uh, production values because it, it is top shelf sure. stuff. Sure. And so, and, and even looking at the book at first glance, it looks like a European graphic album, and it should mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, I don't really care if I sound pretentious because this will don't be an elitist you'll get a bad itunes review this this will feed your mind a lot more than a lot of the stuff we talk about uh i think the joy is in multiple readings because you're trying to ferret out exactly what's going on here and there's really not enough to figure it out now maybe an an issue uh in the second you know it it took him 10 years to do black hole well, uh, you know, it's, he so has I a very wonder, meticulous I, I, style. So yeah, I, I wonder, I wonder how long this story because I cheated. I read Black Hole all in once. I was, I was, you know, I was one of those people that that came onto it way late and bought the hardcover uh, yeah. of it, and so I got to sit down and read it, you know, at once. And now several times since. So I wonder how long Crossed Out is is going to take him to to put together. I don't know. I was glad it's a plan. It's a plan. Three books. Right. Cool. Okay, so it's three. Yeah. So yeah. so hope, I mean, so hopefully three years. I mean, the story of follow up was three hundred fifty pages, and that took him mm-hmm. ten years. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, but th- th- some of these works can can really make or break careers. I mean, this I think Black Hole is legendary stuff. He could have stopped oh, there yeah. and, and still have been in in the pantheon of. Uh, <laughs> What's the first Charles Burns work you ever remember seeing? Well, that wow. was it. Black Hole. I never read anything. Um, Black Hole. Probably Dog Boy. Way back in Raw. David. Yeah. See, I I don't. I'll I, in confession time. I still haven't read Black Hole. But oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I know the. Uh, but I remember seeing his art in. Um, I don't think I actually have anything. I, I probably do have an anthology somewhere where, where where he's participated, but I just I remember seeing his art in some of the like the comics journal from from back in the day. My yeah. first my first time that I ever saw his art, didn't know who it was, didn't care who he was, but I thought it was. But I awesome. knew that style. Yeah, Iggy yeah. Pop, brick by brick. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He did the Char- cover for that. Yep, Char- yeah. Charles Burns beyond beyond being a fucking unbelievable comic artist has done some amazing record uh record cover art and yeah. um magazine i mean he's th- this is a guy who is i i don't want to say bigger than comics um because i think he has a love for it but this is a guy who you see his working in commercial illustration and 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 that kind of stuff a lot so charles he, Burns, he does um... I, I i i love this man's work I mean, yeah. it's, he's he's one of my absolute favorites. He's uh, heavily into uh, the McSweeney's publications because he does um, all the headshots for uh, the Believer magazine. Oh every, yeah, every, every right. time it comes out, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But uh, just a couple other things, and I'll wrap it up. Um, Sarah has an androgynous friend 
if if she didn't have breasts, you would not be able to tell huh. it was, if it was male or female. And her name is, or his name is Nikki. So it could be, you know, either way. Uh, Sarah likes to cut herself. She likes to uh, take pictures of herself in compromising positions and display them to the students of her photography class. I mean, there's a lot going on in here. And uh, it, it, it's something to experience. I, I really can't do it too much justice by talking about it. Uh, you, you need to read this. Um, the, like I said, the beautiful chiseled line, the way Burns does the sawtooth shading technique, you, he really doesn't need... Uh, continuous tone. It's all flat color. There's, there's very, very few instances of, uh, continuous tone stuff. So it, it has a unique look as does all Burns' stuff. And this could take place in, in the, 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 the same place as, uh, El Borba or his, uh, maybe in the, in a, a suburb of, of the black hole universe. It all seems sure. to be conceptually tied together. And that's because it's all coming from, from Burns's, is, uh, mind. But it's great, great stuff. Check it out if yeah. you, if you want. I, I'm not going to plead because it's, it's really great. Yeah. He lives in Pennsylvania too. Uh, I didn't well, we won't hold that. that against him. He is a Hey now. <laughs> and God, please, if you haven't read Black Hole, go yeah, don't, don't, don't be rectify like that. Don't yeah. be like David. Read Black Hole. That's David, right. read Black Hole. <laughs> don't, be it, it, don't be a dap. Don't be a dap. Yeah. It's, Get that it's, on a t-shirt, bitches. Yeah. All right. It's, it's, it's amazing. Amazing. We Somebody was chomping at the bit early on, want to talk comics. It's all giddy and, and, and flustered, and I think we should let him go because I want to hear what he has to say. Who was that? <laughs> it was you. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, you know, I've been feeling a little out of sync the last few weeks with the, with the, with the general public, Me I think. Uh, I, I don't know what I it know, is. I know. Our iTunes reviews seem to reflect that. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Talk about conceptual <laughs> continuity. Uh, a lot of things that seem to have caught the comic book zeitgeist or the geek zeitgeist the last zeitgeist. few months um, have not just chilled with me I, I don't know i'm just i'm feeling very out of sync with the with the uh, circadian rhythms of of the average comic book fan oh, of late. welcome to my world yeah um so uh you know I, I in the interest of keeping things positive um i did read a lot of things in this past week unfortunately um i don't have a tremendous uh, amount of great things <laughs> not many of them were very good <laughs> one that I do have uh, but luckily there is something I read uh, actually today that I, I qu quite enjoyed um, and I have to tip my cap to uh, to uh, Paul from iFanboy uh, Mr. Fuzzy Typewriter yeah. uh, oh I love Paul yeah, he wrote a review of this work uh, some time ago when it first came out and I wasn't even aware of it I hadn't pre-ordered it and uh, his review was so uh, compelling that I immediately added it to my to-buy list and ended up ordering it from um, InStock Trades on this last round and that is a uh, original graphic novel uh, that uh, was put out by Wildstorm may, may they rest in peace uh, called A God Somewhere uh, written by John Arcudi uh, who wh I'm sure wh wh I'm wish sure. I had talked about that on the show yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I credit to Paul because he's the one that turned me on in the first place. Uh, and uh, and of course, art by Peter. I Stamper. have to do that because I do that to you guys all do, the time. Do. So. True. 
Had um, noticed. And, and you talking about it did reinforce it, although Paul had already convinced me to buy it. Oh, that's right. Uh, he wrote a, a review before I talked about it. Yeah, he wrote a very good review. I, I really did enjoy his take. Um, on the surface of it, it, it's it's a story that's a familiar refrain of late, and that is um, uh, a world where someone becomes effectively a Superman, a godlike super being, and uh, what it does to them in terms of corrupting them uh, and how that impacts the, the people around him in society. Um, I say it's a familiar refrain because we've we've had, you know, we have Irredeemable going on, um, which is Wade's take on what happened if Superman turned evil. We had The Mighty, um, which actually had some Snaberg art in it as well, uh, which was a similarly themed 12-issue series. Um, you know, we've had other takes on this. It's, it's not a, a new trope, per se, which is just you know the power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely um but i have to say that this book out of all of those works resonated more with me um because it's the much more intimate book uh it really is uh, the setup is that it's a normal earth there is no such thing as superpowers superhumans that sort of thing uh, an explosion happens and uh, one of the three uh, main characters that we're introduced to in their normal lives becomes effectively a god, a Superman. And what would that do to society and his friends and his family if, if that were to occur? Um, and it's just very interesting because uh, Arcudi doesn't he doesn't dance around a lot of the sensitive issues that one might do in a book like this. This this character Eric, who becomes the super being mm-hmm. in the book, is a devout Christian um, and. He lets that color his perspective once he gets these powers. Uh, he he initially thinks that it's God's work and that he's effectively like you know one of uh, one of God's I don't know disciples or 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 you know he's put on the earth to do what what God wants him to do. Um, but but he he over time gets disillusioned with that notion and uh, uh, and starts to think of himself in fact as a God and really starts to question what the point of it oh, is. It, it's a story. It's a story that absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, correct. correct. And, and and the best of intep, best, uh, best intentions. You know, it, it, it's he he becomes you know corrupted by his own power. Yeah, and and the thing that's that's fascinating to me on this one is that it. Um, I couldn't help but to compare it to Irredeemable, which is I think fair to say getting broad accolades by a lot of people. Um, I, I find this a much more compelling read because uh, Irredeemable is set in a world where superheroes exist and this guy is effectively Superman. He's from another planet and he's the Plutonian and uh, some something happens where he snaps and becomes evil and he just goes from basically good to evil. And uh, and you find out over the course of the book that he, he's always had these tendencies and it's been building, but effectively he just becomes this awful this awful person this awful being overnight becomes a supervillain. Um in this world it's not like that at all. I mean Eric is an unassuming good-natured guy. He's got two best friends, uh you know one uh one is a uh, basically his best friend is a is a black guy and that's important because in the context of the story um they live in a in a California town where there are almost it's pretty much an all white town and at, when they're in high school um this this kid, his best friend, moves to the town and is black because his dad gets a job working for Lockheed Martin, and he is a subject of uh, of, of racism. And that a couple kids, uh, you know, call him racial slurs and start beating him up. And Eric and his brother, who are blonde-haired surfer dudes, come in and save his ass, and end up they all becoming best friends. And this is you know now they're fast forward to post college and they're they're adults. And Eric's brother's married to Alma, who is their 
they're they're all three of their dream girls, and that plays an important role as the as the book goes on. Uh, and they're all basically living a relatively contented life. Um, but then he he has this happen to him, and it just uh, where we go from the beginning of the book, which is very much a personal look at the lives of these four people, to where the book ends. It's just an astounding journey in a very you know few pages. I mean, it's 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 a normal trade size. I don't I don't know how many pages offhand, but I'd say about maybe two two hundred, one hundred eighty, two hundred pages. Um, and Snayberg does a great job with the art. You know, I, I he's oh, a guy that, so that I've yeah, and I, I've I've thought Snayberg has been really good at times in his career, and other times. His stuff hasn't quite resonated with me, but this certainly is the former, not the latter. I mean, he he has a way of in this book he uses he does facial expressions uh, that that are fantastic, uh, right up there with the best that that you know Kevin McGuire esque, if you will, in terms of being able to use faces to tell a story. So yeah, um, just great. And, and I know you talked about it too, Chris, in, in the prior episode, and, and I don't want to. Well, yeah, you know, the, but, the, but the it, thing it, about the thing about hard. Eric is that. You know, he is, and I, and I hate to say this, in a lot of ways he's us because as much as, as much as you hope, as much as you think that if you were given basically unlimited power that you would do the right thing, unfortunately, most of the time that's not going to be the case, that you're going to become twisted and, and corrupted in some way. And that's, that's kind of, it's kind of what resonated with me with the story is is, is that you know be careful of what you wish for. Sure. And, and yeah, it's a good point because Eric is clearly in the book portrayed as he's as, a good as, guy, really good guy throughout his whole yeah. life. Again, in contrast to Irredeemable, for those that are reading it, um, although the Plutonian spends a good portion of his time on Earth as the ultimate hero. Wade lets you know from the start that this is a guy that's never quite been right. You know, he's never quite outwardly he's been right, but he's always been a little resentful. He's had feelings of, of disillusionment and amorality that just never really came to the public forefront, but were always there. And I think you get that a lot in these stories where the the author feels compelled to argue that there's something inherently evil in these people that just just maybe took something to set them off, and in this, that's not the case at all. Arcudi's clearly making the other argument. He's making that 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 John Locke, that Tabula Rasa argument, which is that you know Eric is a good person and his circumstances change, and because of that, his actions completely become reprehensible. Um, and, and he would argue that he had no control over that because he literally becomes a god and humanity humanity is nothing more than a, a bug to him now it just it yeah. just doesn't it's like galactus it, it, he doesn't even think of humans in the way that we do so the concept of morality goes out the door to him destroying hundreds of human beings is literally nothing more than us and his and in the book they make an analogy of stepping on an ant that's what it's like to him at this point because he's transcended that and it's not right or wrong it just is and uh, it's fascinating stuff. It was great. I, I again, one of those books that I didn't know it was coming out. I didn't know it was in in production when it came out. I really wasn't aware of it, and I don't know how it sold. I don't know what other people thought of it, but um, I'm I'm really glad that uh, Paul and and you uh, turned me on to it because it was a treat, and uh, I I quite enjoyed it more, in fact, than Irredeemable or The Mighty. And I actually liked, you know, I, I pretty much liked both of those. So so yeah. this is way up there. Yeah, really enjoyed it. You know, and and it's and it's a bummer because. Because Wildstorm is, you know, I, I know that some people have been very just kind of like remiss about Wildstorm going away, but Wildstorm's been the home for some pretty darn good comics, yeah. and um, 
this one, you know, Mysterious the Unfathomable, uh, The Highwayman. Stormwatch I mean, PhD. Welcome to Tranquility. You know, Wildstorm may may have been thought of as kind of like a second run DC imprint, but there's some there's some pretty good comics that come out of Wildstorm. So I'm I'm bummed to see it go because this is just one less place that's going to be able to have stories for creators to you know to to pitch stuff like I got somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely. But uh, so there you go. That's my that's my happy talk of it because. Pretty much that's everything else I've read or watched of late has not made me happy. I, don't, I want to hear some not happy talk. What did you read that you didn't like? <laughs> what, what did I read that I didn't like? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, quite a bit, actually. If you don't want to get into it, drop some names. David, have you... Have you read the uh, latest uh, arc of Uncanny, Five Lights? No, because I went to uh, in Uncanny with the oversized hardcovers. Okay. All right. That was it. It was okay. It, it wasn't... There were parts of it I kind of dug, like, hope... And again, this is... The Five Lights arc, as I can see... This it takes is, place it, right after... Uh, um, um, with that second coming, yeah, when, right after when, the second okay. coming. All right, and it it really serves as the lead into the new ongoing Generation Hope series. Okay, more than it's an ongoing. Wow, or or maybe it's not an ongoing, but it it leads into Generation Hope. I, whatever that I thought it was, whether it's ongoing or not, it leads into Generation Hope, which is um, Five Lights refers to uh, uh, the when they check Cerebro at the end, his second coming and they find that the signs of new mu- of new new mutants five five mutants uh, lights on Cerebro so they they, tra- they tra- start tracking down these 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 people these mutants to be and um, and get in together as the you know the new X Men if you will um, and uh, it, there were parts of it I dug like I dug Hope's role and what she's She's kind of got her purpose going now, and I don't want to say what it is, but if you read it, you'll see that she's. It's pretty clear what her role is here, and and, and how she's going to. How, how she's spoil gonna... it? I want to know, and I'm never going to read well, it. Well, David didn't read it yet. So. No, right. no, but you could spoil it. I mean, it, it's fine if 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 you're in if you're in the groove, then then by all means. Because by well, the time I do, it's read not. It, 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 it's probably nothing you haven't guessed, but but her she seems to have the power to awaken the mutant powers. Like the the people they come across are are struggling. They they're they're they're. They're not utilizing their powers. They're in pain. They're almost like they're dying, but they they're just they're hating their lives. And then she basically can, by touching them and and using her powers, can unlock them into their full mutant potential immediately, like over like instantly. And so she's kind of like awakening them, if you will. Will um, she be able to make Blob fat again? <laughs> maybe that's a be interesting. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering that, right? Like I'm wondering if she's going to help. If that is if she's going to be able to do this for people that were mutants and lost the X gene entirely, or if she's only going to be able to do this for people now that are manifesting post second coming that I don't know. I'm sure they'll get into that, but, um, you, but you I realize I, the huge target painted on her forehead right now. Absolutely. I enjoyed that yeah. premise, but I thought the execution around the rest of it was a mess. Um, I was really curious if David had read it because um, I just, I feel like this, this arc makes, makes Cyclops out to be a eunuch. And uh, I, I <laughs> <laughs> that, was, well, that wasn't expected at all, considering how badass he's been. Well, I just mean in stark contrast to how they have portrayed him as right. the the new general of the X Men, and 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 in this they 
they don't, and it was really largely through Emma. They have Emma off gallivanting with Tony Stark and then flirting with Namor, and it was like, let's see how many you know good-looking, powerful men in the Marvel Universe we can have Emma uh, flirt with so that we can you know make Scott look like a douche. Um, a so I, I didn't really care for that. I was thinking of you, David, because I know you talk about how you like Scott Cyclops drawn, and I thought that uh, <laughs> this, these are Will's Portacio issues for the most part. Ooh. Yeah. And, and, and he, he draws a Hulk and Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> big, oh, big beefy Cyclops, and uh, so it just—I just was, you know—it just felt like a letdown after some. I felt pretty, pretty yeah, good. I can't wait to read it now. Yeah, uh, sorry, buddy. I mean, it's all right. Hey, no, else. you're right, and and I have no problem with that. It's it's you gotta take the good with the bad. I mean, it was bound yeah. to happen. So yeah, so all about right. something else, no. something sh- something else shitty. <laughs> no, the, the, the things I really have issues with the things I've watched. Oh yeah, what 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 have you watched? That's been shitty. If you say Walking Dead, the second he's going to say episode. Walking Dead because uh, I want to talk about the Walking Dead. Oh really? You didn't? Uh, I, I didn't. Episode? I didn't see the second episode you yet. Did you? Holy shit, dude! I've, I've been bu- I've been busy. Yes, but well, dude, last week you even said at ten o'clock you had the finger up. I know, but I like can't I can't hold the finger up if the other if it's if it's holding up a dresser. Oh well, you know, so we were, we were moving. Did you not like the second episode, Jason? Oh What's no! That? <laughs> Sorry, are you are you going to rain on my parade? I'm not going to rain on it, buddy. I, I I've, I'm on record as saying I thought that the second episode was as disappointing as I thought the first episode was great. Really? I'm yeah, I re- it, up to the point where if if the second episode, like if the first episode was awesome because Kirkman was involved and Darabont directed it and it was let's get this shit right and what we got in the second episode is what we're going to get on average, I probably won't watch the second season. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Really? I'm sad. I'm going on record right now saying I did like the second episode. I really liked it, but for every reason I liked the second episode was I understand that it was almost a complete 180 from the first one. I mean, this was just out-and-out zombie survival. And you know what? I like that from time to time. And if they go back... If they I go back, if, like they, if they if they if they if they go back and forth from zombie survival to big character moments, I'm going to really enjoy the series. Now, why didn't you like it? Mm. <laughs> A lot of reasons. Okay, well, all right. Okay, okay, I, will, I, will, I will say. Wait, before he does. Um, now, I I know that the first episode, from what I gathered, is is kind for the most part true to. Yes. To the comic book, Fairly, I, yeah. I like I like the fact that um, that judging by what people have said about the second episode, that that the show is deviating from the comic book, so it makes the comic book fans have a reason to tune in. Otherwise, I mean, you get you get Sin City. Otherwise, you know, do you really want to see what you've read come to life, or do you want to see something a little different based on, on the source material? And I'm I'm cool bing, with bing, that. Bing. I, yep. I have a Ramon who I've talked about the coworker that I have. He watched the first two episodes, and he says the second episode finally answered for him something that he's wanted to know about regarding zombie movies all his life and that is how can zombies tell the difference between other zombies and humans and this episode thank you yeah it, oh it, my it, god i've never been uh, so fucking tense watching tv my god my heart was gonna pound out of my chest the, now, now like jason last in the first episode with rick wandering into the park for miles before he, he puts the little girl, uh, the woman, half woman out of her misery. One part that really, 
really made me wince was everybody is standing this close next to the body that's getting chopped up. Why are you standing so close without <laughs> risking getting blood and guts all over you without yeah. wearing a mask? I was like, really? You all, no, nobody can, everybody has to stand right fucking there. And, and then, and then he hands homeboy the mask and it's got all this blood on it and everything. He's like, don't, don't get any blood on you. And, and it, it, that was the only part that I was just like, wait, what did I, but other than that, I, like Vince pointed out, Michael Rooker was starting on the show. I love Michael Rooker, and I wanted to hate Merle, but I couldn't because I love Michael Rooker. And and uh, <laughs> it was he was he, he was such a even when he used the N word. Oh man, I was like because I knew it was going there, and that's something else yeah. Jason mentioned on 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 the thread. Yeah. It was just like you know, it was it was so stereotypical, it was so cliched that you just it, it was paint by numbers at that point. Yeah, but I was I was caught up into it, and I, you know, maybe we didn't need to be in the department store for the entire. Episode, but I. <laughs> oh, God, wait till they get to the prison. People are going to lose their goddamn minds. Did they play the song from Dawn of the Dead? No, I don't know. You don't know? Do you know but the I song? Mean, the the, uh, the yes, music that's not at the end of. Uh, in Oh, the, no, I don't think. The, the, was there any music in this episode? Hmm. I mean, I know they used the song at the end of the, the first episode. Like the car chase, I think, but. Right, right, right. Yeah, and at the end, where. Okay, but, but um, you know, I. It was. It was neat finding out about more of the people that are, you know, that that were, and, and we find out how they're related to the people that, you know, Shane's crew and and, uh, you know, I, I, I dug it, it. It's so funny just reading online that this is like comic book fandom on steroids. Like every episode <laughs> is going to be, it was the greatest thing ever, or. Oh my God! I need to kill the people that made this. It is there is absolutely no gray area anywhere in the series that people are going to love it or they're going to hate it, and it's it's really kind of funny to see. Um, and, and that's you know kind of what I said a couple minutes ago. I hope that they kind of oscillate back and forth between really strong character episodes and survival fiction. And it that that is that is fine with me because I love the first episode for all of these wonderful character moments that really built these people and made them very three dimensional. But then there's this scene in the second episode where they're walking down this Atlanta street covered in zombie guts, <laughs> and I'm sitting there and my heart is beating. And when when the one female zombie starts looking at, at Gwen and she's just like there's just something not quite right about you and I might want to eat your brains but I'm not for sure and I'm sitting there I'm going oh my god oh my god oh my god I'm like okay you know what yeah they did okay I'm and it I'm was in. a great setup because you had the thunder from from the beginning oh, of the episode and then when yeah and you know it's like it's gonna fucking start raining and it's gonna wash the dead off of them and then it's gonna be on oh yeah I, I, I mean, I, I did enjoy it. I, I know it's nice, though, that, that, that here's Jason, who, who loves the book and, and wasn't a fan of the second episode. And here's Chris, who loves the book and dug it. And Vince hasn't watched it yet, and we're talking about it. But it's... it's no, I, just want, I would just like to say to Dallin, I get it. I get it now. Yeah, <laughs> we did it for you. <laughs> well, I will say one thing: the the scene you guys are talking about. Um, I mean, Chris knows this, but I don't know if you got that far, David. I mean, that's straight out of the comic book. Um, the the that scene whole... where they're walking, covered okay. in, in their, okay. yeah, blood, and they and they're they're walking through the zombies. So that that again, I I, I 
that scene was cool to me too because again that's the scene that Kirkman set up. So I'll come to life. And, okay. Um, my issue was for in as impressed as I was in the first episode, the ways that they departed from the comic in the first episode, I thought to to a in all but the Lori Shane thing. Um, I thought all the other ways they they veered away from the comic book were for the better of the story. In this, I thought every way they veered from the comic book was horrendously bad for the story. Okay, uh, I can I can see that. And the main thing is again to Chris's point, I, I love you know I think all for I love uh, I love zombies you know and I'm all for fast zombies I you know give me Romero zombies give me 28 days later. Give me whatever the world you want to paint for your zombie universe is cool. You want to have smart zombies that can shoot machine guns in a movie? Oh. Hey, I'm cool with that too. In this world, the way that Kirkman set it up and what this story for 80 issues has been about, these zombies are slow-moving, dumb automatons that you can meander around. And they don't scale you. fences. They don't scale <laughs> fences and chase after you. They don't use rocks to break windows. And I, I again, I understand if, if it's interesting because if people like zombies and they haven't read the comic, I could see them seeing those things and think, oh, cool. Makes them think the zombies are tougher, more of a threat. But because it's – how many times have you heard a person be grooving on the comic book and they, they preface it by saying, you know, I really don't like horror stuff, but I really like The Walking Dead because it's a horror – because what makes Walking Dead special – and again, this is coming from someone who is a zombie fan. What makes Walking Dead special is that it is a story about humans in an incomprehensibly tough situation where, by the way, one of those things that makes it incomprehensibly tough is that there are Walking Dead around. It's a story about the humans that live in this world, not about the creatures, and it's Episode 2 devolved into a very, at least from my opinion, a very kitschy, corny, and frankly, poorly paced, in my view, uh, zombie action film. And and for it, it, there's only six episodes in this season. Mm-hmm. We're still fucking in, in Atlanta trying to get to the camp. And that bothers me because I don't yeah. even see how we're getting to prison. But if, 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 well, okay, so okay, but, but they're going to they're gonna make it to the camp. And yeah, this next the, previews for this next. next episode is going to be all about Rick finding his family. Yeah, and they're going to throw some zombies in there. I'll but throw this is after then. Yeah, I last week I mentioned that I didn't like that they had tried to insinuate that Lori and Shane were uh, already involved, and there was some question as to maybe I was reading it. Well, clearly this episode I wasn't reading into it. They're 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 hate fucking each other in the yeah, episode, yeah. Uh, which I really don't like at all. I understand it's a choice they're making; it's their choice, but I prefer it the other way because I don't think it has the impact of what it's going to be like when Rick realizes that she's. You know, I don't I don't see this working out as well. I don't like it all. Not. I don't like it all. No, I don't uh, like it all that no. they're making Andrea and her sister like 15 years apart and that well okay i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna drop some spoilers here so anyone who hasn't read so anyone who hasn't read up to issue 48 (laughs) of (laughs) of walking dead turn off your ipod for just a second and okay. I'll, I'll do the wait song. Okay. Okay. I, I realized two things that they that they have planned in in the series this last week. Number one, they're gonna kill Lori because they're making her someone that you can hate. Yeah, but she's one of the biggest. Stars. <laughs> the and dog even hates her. Like, yeah, yeah. She's Parker, one of the biggest. No, no. They're they're making they're making her someone who isn't isn't so 
Parker, I know. Yes, I agree. They're going to kill her. He's looking uh, at me. They're, they're going to kill Lori because oh, they're God. making her. They're, and, and Shane. First of all, they're going to kill Shane because they're making him the I guy think, who's. Don't you think that's going to be the climax show, the first season? Don't you yeah, think that's going to yeah, be the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl's, Carl's going to kill Shane. Yeah. Actually, you know what? It'll surprise me if Carl kills Shane. But they still might do that. That'll be interesting. If kill Shane, I'm going to be really pissed, dude. What? What? <laughs> What well, Lori's gonna die, and Andrea and Dale are gonna get together, and so they casted an actress that was a little bit older than the Andrea character in the comics because they didn't want to make it really creepy. Which it's is kind of crazy because like, the show's about to be adult and creepy. That's now, I don't see, like that. Yeah, no, you know, but just, but but that's that's why they did it. Do you yeah. understand? That's the why comic they did it. is. I don't but know. But see, if the show it, needs to wasn't be. the the wasn't there always a question in the comic? about the um collateral damage in in issue 48 the the source of that damage i i always thought going in like the first you know what 10 issues that that was always a gray area what's that, that? They, i can't say it, it because <laughs> you know the 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 thing maybe who who's 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 progeny well, yeah, I always thought that that was. We're still de- we're we're still under the spoiler warning. So, right, we are. So, so the baby. Mm, okay, yeah, I always. Uh, that God, to me, let's talk, it was four goddamn years ago. Let's talk. Okay, about it. reading the book, I always got the impression that it was never really decided whose child that was. It was Shane's baby. Well, but you don't really that know that. Because... No, no, it was it was Shane's baby. I mean, they were pretty clear that it was, and Rick has even talked about it. I think since then that it that he would have raised that girl as his own, even though I think so. Well, he, they, was pretty, but he was pretty. He was pretty. He was pretty. By saying that she, number one, they when he finds out that she's pregnant, they he makes the point that he only had sex with her once by then. Uh, also, yeah. he's just he good, says, and and also. Uh, there's a, a scene early on in the series. It's 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 in the second or third trade where she's feeling like she's showing already, and that she didn't show that early with the other pregnancy. And then one of the yeah. other women, I forget who it was, might have been Carol, is like, "Oh, well, maybe you're further along than you realized." And then she was like, "Oh, maybe yeah, I shouldn't have said that." Meaning like, <laughs> "Well, because it's really Shane's kid." And that's what, but so yeah, I think they implied it was, Shane, it, was Shane, it was Shane's baby. But regardless of that, I, I would I, like I really to think do. not. It was Shane. It was Shane's uh, baby. I guess what I, I really would like to think not. About, <laughs> it was Shane's baby. Okay, that's you want me to say it again? <laughs> I don't care how many times you say it. But it I, was. I would like to think not. There you go. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. So would Rick. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it was Shane. The other thing about this is that this this introduced a bunch of characters that number one Our zombie food. I don't. Yeah, they're zombie food, and and they're just fucking cliches. I'm sorry, but Rooker deserves <laughs> best to be fucking a, a cliched uh, white supremacist hick, and and fucking really teed. I said it on Twitter. T dog, T dog is going to end up going the way of White Boy Bob because he's just going to end up killing Really? But you need those types of characters. I understand your problem with them is that they're painted. 
in the manner that you, very, one would expect they're, them they're, to they're be paying right. They're rich shirts and they're cliches, and it just it served no purpose. It just to me, this episode felt like okay, okay, what's the point of all this? Okay, oh, I see. The point is to make Rick and Glenn heroes. No, no, no. Fuck, they don't need to be heroes. They need to get the fuck out of Atlanta with right. their asses still intact, and then get to fucking the camp and let's move on with the story that's already got eighty issues, which is probably <laughs> ten years worth of the show. Wow, that's a fire. Listen to that. How how well cast is Glenn? Terrific, exactly. A Glenn yeah. and Rick, terrific. So let's see Glenn and Rick. I don't need to see Glenn and Rick trying to steal a Mustang and blast music to scare the zombies away so okay. that Rick can fucking come and rescue them a la Dawn of the Dead and have them pile into a big truck and barely get away from the zombies who are trying well, to clear stays up on the roof. It's like they... fucking, it's so cheesy. It's like, again, like, I love zombies. Wow, you zombies really films. hated this episode. I actually, actually I really I, did. I, was, I, I would call the first episode a 10. This yeah. was like a one and a half to me. Ooh, like I, wow. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was a grim hunt. That's after what it listen, was. Oh, after listening, <laughs> now, now after listening to Woodrow. See, what, what's so funny about that is that the people that watched Dawn of the Dead and then watched Walking Dead on Halloween night, they were like, this is boring, dude. Yeah. If they had watched the second episode, they'd be like, this rocks! This is the best show ever! And that's that, unfortunate, yeah. because that's not the crux of the I of the something that, remember last week I mentioned that the uh, the football guys had a thread about this. Oh, yeah, 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 that, yeah. Yep. that was interesting because these guys aren't comic book guys. So I went back in this week to see what I thought. And I expected a lot of them, like you said, Chris, to be like, oh, that was cool. You know, we finally amped up the action. I would see the overwhelming response in that th- that thread was, wow, this has turned into a piece of shit really quickly. I don't want to, I'm, I'm not going to. Wow. And I was like, wow, because I thought, like you said, I thought a lot of these guys who weren't familiar with the comic would be like, oh, cool, we're finally getting into some zombie action, and this is, but most of the guys were like, this is poorly acted, what a bunch of cliched characters. Oh, shit. So, yeah. no, sorry you didn't that, enjoy like, your I'm free entertainment. You sobered up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm to give it the benefit of the doubt. We have four more episodes. But all I got to say is, don't fucking, don't mess with, it's like what Seeley said on, on Around Comics this past week, Chris. See that on three of them. Ding, ding. Like, <laughs> Like what makes oh, these films Lord, and TV shows work is <laughs> they true to the source material, not yeah. not not frame for frame, but what makes yeah. the right. material special and what makes Walking Dead special is that it's a story about the humans interacting with one another in this new world. It's not about fucking zombies that can climb walls and try and get at you. Like it's not about that. So don't yep. make it about that. That's yeah, my like but then the again, I, I haven't I haven't seen it, so I can only uh, assume. That it's the uh, middle reel. Well, actually, it's not the middle reel. It's it's still the tail end of the first reel in right. this in this six hour movie, so to speak. Seven. So seven. you're seven hour. Well, you, you really can't damn the show for Absolutely the tail. You know, the tail no. end. And, and to be clear, I I there was enough in there, like the scene where they were walking with the blood cover all over them to keep this. There were there were enough. Hints there, and I think the casting of Dale's fantastic. By the way, I think he looks and acts just like Dale. Mm-hmm. Um, there's enough there that I'm, I'm eager to think that episode three will bounce right back. And hey, because look, we talked about Lost. We all love Lost. There were episodes of Lost that were turds. There yeah. were episodes of Lost that were awesome. You know, there were episodes of X Files that I were like, eh, and there were great ones, right? No. So I'm not saying that that I'm not condemning the series by any stretch. I don't, but I'm saying that I just. I could have handled a little bit of a downtick. I was just really surprised at how much I disliked the second episode. And I just hope that episode three pulls me back in so that a week from now I'm saying, wow, they, they really redeemed themselves. I just, uh, you know, your mileage may vary, yeah. obviously. Oh. All right. We need some stuff for the show notes because it's going to okay. be re- really thin. Let's do real real quick ones. I'm going to start uh-huh. it off. 
Anyone read uh, Lady Mechanica? Number zero. Or, what is it? Uh, it's Lady Mechanica, right? Number oh, zero. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Did you read it? I have it. I haven't read it though. No. Chris. No, but it looks beautiful. Uh, exactly. I thought it was a really neat appetizer, but uh, because it's a zero issue, it's shorter. Uh, Benitez draws like a son of a bitch. Uh, a little bit of it is a, too dark for me. They went a little heavy. Yeah, yeah, they went a little heavy on, on the on the colors in some spots. But does everything a zero? Who's eating? Not me. Oh, sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> does does Nick <laughs> has been podcasting for five years? I know. It, it does Sorry. everything. The didn't, zero didn't issue. Hit the mute button. That's okay. It, it should do. It it sets up the main character. Shows that she's a compassionate soul. She's part mechanical. Why we don't know. She has been part of uh, a group of experiments by a mysterious scientist who we don't meet, and uh, we see uh, other products of this man's uh, intelligence, albeit briefly. I I was I enjoyed it. I really did. I liked it a lot, but I I wish there were more. And I guess that's the whole point, right? Uh, Benitez draws beautiful women, and I got to say, the design for the costume with the kind of corset thing that lifts and separates with the and and it's she has like this waist vest type thing that's all laced up, but the 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 breast area has like fabric on it, which accentuates. It's really sharp design. I like it a lot. Uh, it had action. It w- it was fun, and it was two fifty. So, uh, and and I love the logo design. So yeah, I'm I'm going to keep with this. I thought it was fun, uh, affordable comics, Be- beautifully drawn too. Nice. Yeah, a little dark in in the cave scenes, but what are you gonna do? Now, Chris, you keep. I heard you referencing to Vince uh, on Twitter and uh, as we were signing on here. Uh. There was a movie you really dug. What? What? I, I honestly don't know what movie you're talking about. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've got some crow to eat. Whenever, uh, whenever we had talked about uh, Scott Pilgrim earlier this year, when <laughs> the movie came out, I was like, you know what? Not for me. I'll wait for it to come out on uh, on Blu-ray and check it out then. And it did. And I watched it, and it was fucking awesome. Wow. Oh my God. You know what? There's they adapted that from a comic. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you can and, read you know, that guy. And, and you know, Vince, I was thinking about this. If you're going to read about a character that you really don't like because he's kind of a a, a loser, Dude. slacker, douchebag, huh. and I if would call him a douchebag, <laughs> but, douche, yeah, okay, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It, he's young. He's confused. He's he yeah, does, yeah. Okay, okay. And Mark, it, that, that's that's fine. But it's hard to deal with that over five years and <laughs> what seven, seven, seven graphic no, six, six, seven, six. Yeah, six. And six graphic novels. But if I can go from zero to ten in two hours. And see this, see this loser, this loser douchebag. <laughs> loser, you be a loser. Yeah, Canadian, just Canadian. Loser. So if I can see, if I can see this guy go from being a really annoying hipster douchebag to oh, someone that's that's slightly redeemable and kind of gets it within two hours, and it's visually stunning the entire way. Is it really? 
man, the movie I thought was visually was of just a cornucopia of I awesome. Wow. Uh, this this episode's getting very interesting. <laughs> yes, seriously. Oh, you guys didn't like how, how the movie I didn't see it. I haven't seen I, it. I didn't I, see uh, it. When I, I said I watched you. several things that I had nothing good to say about, the other thing was that movie. Oh, shit. Wow. Wow, so you guys are like reverse tonight. That's awesome. We are. We really? Are. <laughs> you, you've seen it and you didn't like yeah, the way I was it looked? I was down at Baltimore on business last week for half the week, and I... I was uh, I was like, well, I got nothing to do because it was all business. So I uh, Wednesday night I was in my hotel. I said, oh, I'll just watch a movie. So I I said, oh, look at that Scott Pilgrim, cool. So I got Scott Pilgrim, and um, again, when I mentioned in the beginning of the show that I'm out of sync with the average geek these days, I I, I, I you hated it. Terrible. I, I did wow. not. I, I did not enjoy one second of that movie. That's one amazing. I've got that hard to believe. That, because that's how I feel when I read Scott Pilgrim. It's like, man, this just isn't for me. But I watch it, and okay, maybe it's the art director in me where I'm like, this, <laughs> this is how you. He said, "Damn, go ahead." Seriously, that's cool. That's cool. I'm sorry. Vince just did a spit take at Chris. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just fucking be quiet now. You guys go ahead talk about talk about the damn movie. Uh, oh, no, Chris, please talk talk about the movie. Christopher. Did he? Did he go? Is he on mute? Oh, he's he's laughing. No, he's he knows I was kidding. That's the funniest thing I've heard in in many many episodes. Oh my god! All right, Mr. Neesman, continue. No, vi- visually, I I I I fucking loved all all of the all of the 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 video game gags that that kind of left me. Feeling, you know, just a little, a little stale in the comic. Just w- whenever you animate them and put them on screen, just from from a visual standpoint, they worked. The fight scenes were were awesome. And just whenever I thought it's like, oh god, another fight scene, they were they were smart enough to to cut it short and and say, okay, no, you know, it's now we're gonna get back to this great character moment. The the movie I thought was. A lot of fun. I thought it was. I thought it was visually spectacular, and and, and Mike, Michael Sarah didn't even annoy me that bad. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, you don't. Ramona, you don't. Ramona, hot. Yeah, of course. Hot. You, know, uh, you don't see guess, all the fights in the comic either. I guess I'm just not. Like, I guess this just isn't my world. Like, I just. And again, I. You know, I think Chris is echoing a much more reasonable sentiment than I am in that I. Uh, most Atypical. of the people I know that have seen this movie, whether they're fans of the comic or not, have enjoyed it. This is this is one of those movies I think that was a commercial disappointment relative to oh, oh, but, flop, yeah. but a but a a cr- critical success. I mean, it's high Rotten Tomatoes rating. Lots of people I know that have seen it have enjoyed it. Whether you know, um, I, I really thought I would enjoy the movie because I am an Edgar Wright fan. Um, I, I thought Hot Fuzz was hysterical. I love Shaun of the Dead. Um, but That's dude, I mean. It wasn't just Michael Sarah for me. It was every fucking character. I mean, I could Whoa. give a shit about it. Even Chris Evans. Ramona wasn't hot to me. Uh, yeah, Chris Evans didn't look like Chris Evans. Um, the first villain, uh, the 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 Indian chap. 
Oh my god! If I could reach in my computer screen and choke him to death, I would have. I mean, I, yeah, I, you're, you're supposed to. Brandon no, Ralph no, was it, hilarious. Um, do knives chow? I would I, if I if I could hire a, a, an extra on that set to have stabbed her to death, I would have done so. Um, wow! I, I just, I mean, it, but but in one way there was, the, you know, what this did reaffirm to me though that I had read the first volume of the comic and it didn't didn't care for it so much but people kept saying oh you got to get through that first volume it gets better i'm fairly convinced now having seen the movie that i have no need to continue with the series because i from start to finish i was like wow i don't get it this is just it's one of those things you know some things you're are made for you some things are made for other people this is i was just watching it sort of mystified thinking i this is just not for me it's for a lot of people I know. It's, it's, it's funny. Because, a lot of my buddies think it, but it's not for me. Because in a different way, we've come to the same point where it's like, you know what? I watched the movie. I'm satisfied with that. Don't need to read the comic. I'm good with that. That's sad because the comic is really No, special. it's not. No, yeah, oh, no. It's not? No, because I know. I know. Where, I know because I don't need to read six volumes to see the redemption of the douchebag. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Yeah, and I, 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 I honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't dig on the manga style art. So I'm, I'm much better seeing Edgar Wright's vision of that on the screen appeals to me much more. Okay, I will say I was thinking about this today for some reason. Mm-hmm. O'Malley's success with Scott Pilgrim is probably a blessing and also a curse. What okay. in the hell is he going to do next? Can you oh, imagine God. the creative fear that he must experience when he's even even contemplating a new work? What can he possibly do to garner the same kind of attention and and uh, accolades? Oh, no, that, no, I mean no, that's no, not that's no, not I mean, the, no, the. I mean nothing. It's it's he's done. Um, I mean, this is this is what he'll be known for. Um, he'll come out with something else, probably. But I mean, Scott Pilgrim is going to be what he's known for. Right, um, but do you so, would so, you so want something like that in your artistic career? Would you want it to create a work that, let's face it, is so beloved by a, by a lot of people that it almost you know cuts you off at the knees? Well, well that, so, that so that's scary. Exactly. Well, again, I, I, this is, I think, where we need to disconnect the world with which we live in and the broader world. I mean, uh, success that it may be, Brian Lee O'Malley, if he cares to continue to create things, can have far wider-reaching successes in his life if he chooses to. Um, wow. That's not an impossibility. You think so? Really? Really? Look, what, how do, could I, he possibly create some something? Here. Let's keep his perspective. Scott Pilgrim is beloved by a very niche group of um, people. That Dude, that's pretty, it sold a million big, copies. A, a pretty big, pretty big budget movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out, Vince. It's an important <laughs> distinction. Scott Pilgrim has sold a million copies in total. In yeah, total. Right. Six, seven, still. Yeah. No, what, that but, makes a huge difference. That means it's been read by a few hundred thousand people, give or take, which okay. is not insignificant. But again, if Scott, if Brian, if Brian Lee O'Malley writes one screenplay or one novel or run uh, TV show that gets picked up, if that's what, I don't know if that's what he wants to do. But if he, as a writer, he could be, he could have ten times that audience in the first episode. So let's not again. 
Could. This may, this but may what be I'm saying is... Pinnacle, but it, it, it's not at all... This is not like... I'd be much more uh, bothered if I was Carlton Cuse, because I don't know that he got another loss in him, because I don't know how you reach 15 million people each week and, and do that again. But Okay, uh, but I, I'm just... I'm, I'm talking well, from, know, the, from but, the standpoint but, but, but of an but at artistic... Time, I, I, I want to see... This isn't around comics. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> No, I, I want to see. I want to see what other themes he can come up with, because he's got the twenty-something. I grew up playing Nintendo, and yeah. I like alternative rock band thing down. So I want to see what else he's capable of. But what if you won an award, right? For 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 for, well, for Derek excellence. Jeter, Derek Jeter won a fucking gold glove. Award. No, exactly. Award. What I'm saying is, what if you won a, an award for artistic design? Okay, and and it, it's it's oh, the it's I, I, the I equivalent of an Oscar for your work. Okay, and the next time you go to sit down and, and to draw something or to, to to lay something out, Jesus, what do you do? You're going to be living in no, the shadow of that award that's, forever. Well, that's like saying Jeff Smith did yes, He hasn't been fucking canonized. I mean, he made a nice little hipster comic. That was read by. No, I'm just trying to get uh, yeah, myself I, I in the dude's place. Think you're overstating the the importance of Scott Pilgrim relative to the audience. It, it was very important to a very small number of people. I mean, the I dude think got that, a movie that's... made from his comic. How how often does that happen? God, so, a lot of, so, actually a lot. A lot. Frankly, a lot. Murder Perdition. So was Whiteout Ruckus pinnacle? Cre- pinnacle? pinnacle? Yeah, I mean, God, no, God, no, no. But well, well, got a movie obvious. made out of it. I mean, to your point. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Was I mean was I mean uh, I disagree. I mean Venditti <laughs> and uh, and his partner got a, a Bruce Willis movie made if they're comic, but I mean I don't think they're viewing that as the pinnacle of their careers. I mean, well, you know, I, I think Vince does bring up a very interesting point of what does Brian Lee O'Malley do next, and I and I think a lot of people, you know, because Scott Pilgrim's done, right? It's he's uh, he's finished with that. Parker Hush. Um, so it will be interesting to see what he does next, and I like like the Scott Pilgrim character hope mm-hmm. that hope that he's able to mature and move past that not and nice. I I don't I don't know him I've never met him mm-hmm. don't know what to expect from him but yeah it'll be interesting it's, to see if he, if he does more of the same or as as opposed to a guy that we talked to or talked about earlier in this episode Charles Burns is able to to kind of like expand and and do progressively more creative work. Yeah. Well, I would say like this. It's like to me as a competitive person, I say bring it, dude. Like if, if he's sitting at home with, with and I don't I, I don't suspect he actually is, but if he's if he's like Vince is alluding, sitting at home being boy, how am I going to top this? Like fuck him then. Like then yeah. bring it, dude. Like does Alan Moore? It, 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 if, if I if I were if I were him if I were him I would go to fucking Marvel and say I want to write New Avengers. Whatever. No, I'm just saying. Like, but like, you, you can say "fuck it," bring it on, and and yeah. and and more power to you if you do. But somewhere, whether you know it or not, you you living under the shadow of that for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, so, so I, I, I think I think he needs to go. I think he needs to go 180 degrees away from that, and either go like totally mainstream and say, "I want to write like Justice League," which I think would be awesome. If 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 DC would let him do that, or go like complete you know completely the other direction, and and do like you know Uber Underground, you know like put out a fucking mini comic. Okay. You know I just hope it, I hope I just hope it's not his mouse. 
Okay. Well, it may be. I mean, I, yeah. but again, but, like it, that's up for that's up to him, right? I mean, it, like it, whether he lets that bother him. There's two. There's two things at play here. There's there's the notion of because Vince, you said, imagine him sitting down at his table thinking, "How am I going to top this?" Well, if that's how he's thinking, he may never top it. And and right. that's 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 how you're wired. And again, it, maybe that's an artist view versus to say like an athlete's view. Whereas you know, an athlete, even if he has a record breaking season, next season's like, "I'm going to win the championship. I'm going to break my own record." Because just yeah. you're always trying he may to be not care to top it. Right, and and in business, it's the same thing. It's like I'm always – there's not a day that I, I wake up and go to work and think I can't be better at my job. It's like I'm going to do better today. Like it's going to be even better than I you – know? and, and it, I guess it's just like it's that competitive spirit like, yeah, I did something awesome, and I'm going to do even something. And, and even if I don't – even if, if 50 years from now people say that 2010 was your best year, well – Okay, but I didn't stop trying because that's just how I'm wired. So right. I guess I don't identify with that idea of like, oh, tortured artists. Like, oh, how's if 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 he's got if this freezes him up, well, then so be it. You know, it's like Thomas, uh, the dude that wrote um, Sounds of the Lambs. You know, Thomas Harris. He got he got writer's block for what almost eight, nine, ten years, and wow. his publisher was waiting for him to write a sequel, and then he finally penned a sequel that was for shit. So he has to live with that. <laughs> Not what I'm saying. Like that's the reality yeah. of it, right? But uh, he Hannibal wasn't good. Him, but then, but then other authors, oh, other authors just go with it, right? I mean, Stephen yeah. King didn't stop after he wrote The Stand, you know? Right. Well, he's a Garth, special case. But no, what well, I'm saying, but is if Brian Lee O'Malley wants to be special, he'll have other stuff to say. Like again, yeah. J- Jeff Smith. I don't know that I think Razzle's as good as Bone, but he just went on with it. He's doing a story. Razz- I, Razzle's fucking awesome. Yeah, some people may not think. I think Echo it's better than Bone, as, actually. But it's well, different. That, it's that different. may be. Some it's different. It's, 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 it's different, and I think that comes to the heart of it. Is that I hope that I hope that O'Malley does something completely different than Scott Pilgrim. I want to see him. Right. I want to see him flex different muscles. It's like what we're seeing with like Lemire right now with Superboy and 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 you know the the Adam stuff. It's like wow. Okay, Jeff can do stuff that's beyond not beyond, but different than than the Nobody or Essex County. Yeah. Right. And well, by the way, it's, it's just a Jeff. concern. You know, I'm just trying to sure. put myself in the guy's place. Where I'm, I'm, Jeff, sure, right? I'm sure he's glad that you're concerned for him, Vince. <laughs> uh, uh, As he swims in big yeah. fucking buckets of money. Good <laughs> for him, because he deserves uh, it, because it was a great comic. But um, huge congrats to Jeff Lemire, because uh, Essex County was named one of the ten most important books of the last decade in Canada. That's a long time. That's 10 so years, right? That, it's, it's a, a small it's a small little country though, dude. Oh, stop, stop. This is not just comic books. This is this is all books. So, uh, very very weekly, right? Quite a nice uh 10 accolade. 10% of the population actually reads. It's probably double what our population. You're downer. Let's talk about Jesus. <laughs> come talk on, about man. happy. Come on, you got to get some Canadian hate exercised on each show. Well, you know what? Been saving it up. We we haven't heard from our our silent, sometimes silent partner. Silent so. partner. <laughs> silent but deadly. <laughs> ah. Oh, this is something up uh, Vince's alley. Ooh. Ooh, Carla Gugino's boobs? Because when, oh, when you said when you said since yeah, when you said Sin City, That's bang, what you think about. I That's thought Carla Gugino's boobs. Yeah, yeah well, best part, best of, part of the movie, too. absolutely. Oh. Uh, Hulk, twenty-five and twenty-six. Oh, Ooh. this was you know I might I'm not sure what um what to make of it because it's like seriously, how are you? After 
two, well, I was going to say two years because it's 24 months, but you know, 24 issues, I was going to say, but, <laughs> but, uh, after however long it took for 24 issues to come out and, and, and you finally find out who Red Hulk is. And then you have Jeff Parker, who's like in less than one issue makes you kind of feel like, Oh, why are you picking on him? And, and I, I did, I felt bad a little bit for the old wow. man. And, and, uh, not that he doesn't deserve it, but still I'm like, wow. I mean, and, and then you, and, and what's funny is that I, I like how in two issues you have two, two founding Avengers beat the shit out of him. And, 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 and the second time around, Thor actually says to, to Banner, you yeah, know, I, I heard Steve. I just, I still wanted to. <laughs> take a swing yeah. at him and it was but it's it's cool story it was um it, the idea is basically uh they need the red hulk to stop these these threats that uh that leader and modok were, were putting into place and uh and even the the, the cliffhanger for uh for 25 was pretty neat because you just see the shell of uh of Tony's armor and 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 the, the synthesoids or whatever you want to call them are are uh, it was it was convenient though that Banner was able to take that part from Red to prevent the uh, the synth graphs or whatever you want to call them from possessing him I guess yeah. but but overall I mean the art is it, it's Gabe Hartman art so there's really it, 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 nothing bad that, about that 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 dude is a man out of time. Seriously, is okay. you, I, I, I can imagine Hardman being the Al Williamson, uh, and and yeah, no, listen to me yeah, out. No. Hear me out. He he would be one of a, the, a great artist to do, like say, a Flash Gordon comic yes. strip, and it would look, it would look like it was ripped from the past, like yeah. as if he were Al Williamson or or one of one of the greats. It's something about the way he draws it it's it's almost timeless well you have i mean after after having McGinnis and, and adams to a degree uh, and and show but like when, McGinnis. When, McGinnis when is not timeless McGinnis, he's no, great he's not. and 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 when you see McGinnis and you see everybody larger than life and you see you know red hulk and you see hulk and and you see you know she hulk and and all these other characters that you know even like storm and and sue storm and 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 they're they're sue storm richard sorry and and they even they look look bigger than they they normally would i do in, like in comparison to big the, ass child rearing yes, hip there, well, I love especially that. When frank cho draws her but yeah. when you see when when i'm when i see hardman draw you know Steve Rogers and Bruce Banner, who are well, you can't really call Steve Rogers normal, but I mean, you know, he's just he's standing there and like you know, in 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 a sweater and 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 he's with with, with the big star across it because that's his uniform now. But I mean, you know, you have these these quote unquote real humans standing there, and then you have Red standing next to them, or even Thor, and and the way Gabe draws them, it it's just it. There's more of a, I guess sense of, of realism there it, it just it, yeah. it feels right the the plane it, it's it's a different I, I, playing field than than what mcginnis draws on and and yeah. it just it feels differently and it, I, it, it, I think his career as a storyboard artist has given him an unbelievable advantage over other guys because mcginnis is great for the single panel bada boom splashes right 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 but hardman 
sells the story as well as drawing really pretty pictures because he has to think scene he's not thinking how is you know i can make a hell of a where's the payoff beautiful yeah i can make a great double page splash of the hulk punching this uh hulked out thor in the face which is great i mean that's comics that's kirby jack did that Mm -hmm. but but hardman i don't know he 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 has this dual identity where he's telling the story as well as giving you nice beautiful beautifully composed panels that are telling you the story you get everything you need out of hardman i'm hoping i don't want to give him a big head but he's really freaking good (laughs) yeah Yeah, he he really really is is. mad skill and what's great is that after well not after i i read these two issues after i finally read heathen town and and the style is is it's night and day. There, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm reading Heathen Town, and, and you definitely, I, I, I feel some Williamson. I see some, um, some like old Walt Simonson. I yes. feel some shaken. Um, shaken you know, there's and just, there's just, just a whole lot. And I mean, and I'm not saying he's aping anybody's style. It's just, it's a different line. It's just the way everybody moves, and and just the line is. It it tells Marks. I love this story. It, it's Fuck just, I mean, you know, walking through the swamps and and the whole the way the town is and and the people in this town and it it's just it's night and day from from the work he's doing on Hulk or even Agents yeah. of Atlas. It's just a completely different look, but it's it's just it's gorgeous and and he and his wife did did a wonderful job in 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 this story. I think the cover, too. yeah, I think the cover is among the best I've ever seen. I've said that before. The cover of Kelly Jones, the the Heathen Town cover, yeah, that that could rank with some of the best from say EC, and that you, you're talking Pantheon there. Uh, I, there's just something about that cover, just the way it works, and and just leads your eye right where it's supposed to go, and it has atmosphere, it has beautiful mark making. It, it's just lesbians. It's a, well, yeah, that too. But it's just this the way he drew. The woman is phenomenal. I, I yeah. love the way he draws. Yeah, I think so gross, a, but never too gross. That you're saying. Yeah. Here's a confession. I I did not buy Hulk today. What twenty seven wow. came out? No, uh, Incredible Hulk's. I think six. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't buy it. I, I also didn't buy Amazing. Well, you're clearly in a you you departed DC and we're going on Marvel now. You clearly seem to be abandoning the big two. Yeah, I, 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 and and not to cast uh, stones at anybody who enjoys. Y'all hear this. it? Do, do, do you do you feel it? Do you what? feel it? Did 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 you feel the winds change? <laughs> They're swirling around and coming back the other way. Yeah, that's not I your just, character. Was. I I don't want to be a chump, and and that's how I feel whenever I plunk down money for a, a big two comic. I'm yeah, not well, saying I'm not saying trades. That that's a total different animal. I'll 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 gladly buy a trade of something I want to read, and I'm switching to trades for amazing. But but this bullshit of the four ninety nine and the three ninety nine issues for books that are normally pl- priced at two ninety nine, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm just I, I'm not giving in. I don't need it that bad. And and I use the example of I I got semi vintage issues of heavy metal for the same price I would have paid. 
for that issue of Hulk. And, That's and, awesome. And the heavy metal. I mean, you're, you're talking uh, Mobius, Richard Corbin. Uh, I, I have a problem with French names. I'll say Droulet, uh Tardy's in there. Like, give me a break. How do you how do you leave that on the table for four ninety nine and and or three ninety nine and pick up an issue of Hulk instead? Hey, did Not you that, see that? Did you see that Tardy is doing another um, uh, Manchette, uh adaption at Fanographics? No, by the way, I, I know that the, the one came out today, didn't it? The Towers of um, the Color one came out today, and th- that's actually been adapted, or it is in the process of being adapted to a film. He, by, he's uh, doing, Luke he's doing an, an, an adaptation of the Prone Gunman, which I'm very excited about. I didn't know about that. Yeah. I'll read anything tardy. Yeah, get ready. Torpedo Three was listed in this month's previews. Yes, it was, but it, it's come down to a. a a matter of what do I want more? Because we can't buy everything. And, and if they're going to dick around with prices the way they've been doing it, I'm not going to play that game. I'm just not doing it. So you can oh, keep your sales. No, no. I don't want to be a downer. If, if you enjoy the weekly fixed, great. You, I'm you've stuck. been asking for what sucked all episodes. Yeah, seriously, yeah. True, it's but true. that's I don't want to hear it from me. I want to hear it from you guys because then I won't take the clap. <laughs> Misery uh, loves company. Yeah, but c- let's really, let's 20, 20, 22 pages for three nine, 22 pages of story and art, or 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 even thirty pages Dude, of story and art. Rant, for, it was my rant at the beginning. We know, yeah, we, for we know that they're two, fucking greedy bastards and they've been right. trying to fucking fleece us. All Do a price per page on Duncan the Wonder Dog. Do a price per page on that. Yeah, and, well, and, come on. And, and I don't even want to talk price for page. Time out. I was going to say it's, it's going to be. I'm sure. I'm sure we're about to hear, and frankly, justifiably so. You guys both just bent over and gushed over, crossed out at the beginning of the exactly, page. exactly. Page and I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm not so talking. Not go for price per page. I'm not talking price per page. I'm talking quality of story. And yeah. there's. And I, I love Paul Pelletier, or however you say it, but. Yeah, he's no Charles Burns. Come on, I would gladly pay a premium for that work. Hey, and I, Pelletier, I even, Pelletier's awesome. He but is, they, but there, but there's a point where you're like, okay, I just read a very, you know, escapist pop bubble gum, yes. bubble gum, and you know what? There's a place for that, and I love it, and so do and you, I'm, so do we all, and I'm fine with it. There, there are comic books that are comic books and they're like yep that was a fun little superhero story that's great blah 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 but then you read something like charles burns crossed out and there's a weight to it that okay this is it goes it goes beyond what our our normal periodical comics are it's it, an event it's, yeah ah. there 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 there's some yeah it's a true event because there's right. some goddamn thought behind it um well well, I you know what I mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, it, it's there. There's something that's a little bit deeper. There's something that's a little bit meatier there going Special. on. And and I, but you know what? I enjoy that. But I also love a really good Silver Age style comic book. You know, hero story. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. But whenever we start talking like you know cost, you you know investment benefit versus it's yeah okay there there's no way that you're gonna say yeah the the hulk 25 even though it's written by parker and drawn by hardman yeah it's gonna be great 
but there's no way to compare that to something from Charles Burns. It's just, it's a different creature. Yeah. Well, I didn't include Hardman in there. Oh, G- Gabriel's yeah, stuff is amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's and, and and you look at something, I, 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 w- I would read a thousand heathen towns before I would read, you know, his stuff on the Hulk. But I know that that's what he's doing now, so that's great. But it's... Gotta pay the bills. It, you gotta pay the bills. And, yeah. and that's exactly it. It may not be where... Um, creatively, you're going to get the most free flowing vision of stuff, but yeah. yeah, that's, that's what, you know, it's, I, th- yeah. I think a lot of our buying, um, tendencies, it's a, it mostly habit. It really is. Like I've been buying amazing Spider-Man forever and it, it took yeah, me, so it, it, it was very, exactly. It was very hard to walk away from that table today. I, I, I knew I didn't want it. But there it was, and I have 400 other ones like it, and and I need that to 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 make it 401. But something was telling me, you know, you don't need it that bad. And so I, I walked away, and yeah, part of me regrets it, but not a whole lot. Right. So you know, well, dude, the issue's still going to be there. It's yeah. not like <laughs> I know. I, I, well, no, yeah, I mean, and you that's, know, your credit. You you could. It's dude. You can buy it. Next week, you can buy it a year from now. You can buy it. In I, I'd rather buy it um, a couple it in months from now in, in, a, in a hardcover. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather yeah. do that. Hey, you hear? You hear they're gonna kill uh, Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Uh, that's ridiculous. I, I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's another thing. Do we have to re- resort to that kind of crap to sell I, comics? I tweeted today that. Uh, um, so is everyone is is everyone sick of um, uh, big big announcements about uh, about deaths? Um, yeah. Okay. So we can move on and and got chastised a- afterwards. Um, to, it's to true kind of, though. You know, that, that's, that's, but, but you talk about Scott Pilgrim, you know, or, or the you know the characters in Walking Dead being lame. Setting up somebody for for the kill in a comic book—that's about as lame as you Man can get. Too. And that's yeah, going to be like, like the—that's going to be like the the B roll. You know, it's they're going to kill Spider Man, then they're going to kill Tony Stark. It's what? Okay, can can we just make the comics good? Don't kill them. What? I. D- didn't we do this with like Death of Superman and figure out that okay, yeah, it sold a lot of comics, but after that, eh, it just doesn't carry a whole lot of weight. Yeah, the wheel turns back. You know, it eventually yeah. will come you know, and, back. And, home. and hey, on, you know, honestly, you know, it's it's the we're going through the whole <laughs> resurrection of Batman right now. I have absolutely zero interest in that. You know, I'm I'm scared because Jason and David are being strategically quiet during this thing, and they're going to let oh, us go. We're digging our holes, and I know. later I'm, on the beat, no, later on they'll be like, I, I, number one, I think you guys are treading familiar territory. I mean, this is not yeah, something yeah. for. Two, um, if, you know, Vince, I love you to death, but you 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 go in cycles, dude. I mean, I do. You know, Shit, is, are you kidding you're set, me? You're setting up for a way back Wednesday in a few years. I mean, I. Right. I mean, you, you, and you know, I you, would be the first one to agree with yeah, you. Yeah, you, uh, you I would, go you, to extremes. You fall in love I do with things, and then you fall out of them. I mean, you know, there was too long ago you were saying Transformers and Guido Guidi were the absolute best things on the planet. You know, I know. Scrooge, fucking. But see, and, and that's that's a problem Spider-Man. I have because no, how saying, does like, how does anybody no? How does anybody? 
put any kind of credi- credibility in the things that I say when I'm so flighty. I, I mean, I, what I love today, I'll probably but dislike tomorrow. I think people have to get to know you. At the, in, you're in the moment. There are, <laughs> every week, there's, I mean, there's something different that absolutely turns you on. And right yeah. now, it seems like uh, you are being more turned on by some of the more you know esoteric avant-garde stuff, which is cool. Not right, but okay, but in my defense, that has always been the center of the wheel. Oh, sure, for, hey, sure. For, forever. But but my point is there have been times where you've you mean you were long you were for a long time loved Batman and for a long time were True. a huge Marvel fan. So my point is 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 I just think that so number one, I think it's familiar refrain. Number two, um I I think a lot of what you're saying has merit. I also though don't the way you guys are classifying I don't necessarily agree with in the sense that I, I just don't I whatever drives you to make that decision is your own is your own reason and you're that's that's perfectly valid. But for me, um I have slowly but surely gotten less interested in being on the monthly train. It has nothing to do with price. It, it really, I mean, I don't, as I've said, I, I, I'm fortunate enough to not really have a budget each month. I buy what I want from previous. Yeah, but, but I understand that, but that, that you're, you're very much in the, the minority there. Of course, of course. But what I'm saying is, is that, but I, but what has done it is now that I have my comic room all nice and orderly and I, it's beautiful and set up and everything, I, I am overwhelmed by the number of comics I have to read. And when I compound that with the number of collected editions of stuff that I've already read once in my life but would love to reread and haven't had the chance, I am, with each passing month, look at previews and think, do I really want that? Because I think to myself, if, if, if in a few months that arc or storyline is collected or over, I'm going to hear from people if it was the awesome and I can get it then. Uh, that's again, has nothing to do with price. It's not any kind of protest about the industry's pricing policies or it's just, I have so much to read. I have so much to reread that I know I'm going to adore rereading that. I just think my, the litmus test for what I, I, it has to be. Whereas I used to buy just about anything that, hit certain points now it's more it has to be special or I have to suspect it's going to be special to buy it it's exactly and, how i feel and but the and, but the big i guess the difference for me and i suspect i'm more like david in this regard is to me special can be a wolverine arc just as soon as it can be body world or it can be right. uh you know mm-hmm. uh charles burns it, it, it's not i'm not making any kind of value judgment about the big two i still read and probably will always read more big two stuff than i read other stuff um, I enjoy that stuff. It's what got me into comics. It's probably going to keep me in comics. So, to me, I I don't need to read seven Wolverine books, but I guarantee you that one of the arcs that's going on right now is going to turn me on. So, the only difference is I'm willing to wait now and see which one people are most grooving on and give it a try later. Maybe cheaper, maybe not. I don't know. Um, so that's all. I mean, it's so I just we're looking at it from different, coming at it from different sure. lenses, ultimately taking the same path. And it, and I think and we, again we've we're, this is not this is familiar ground. I just think. It's it's a notion of we're older. We've been reading comics a long time. I think it's very hard to be obsessive about anything for long periods of time and not have it couch your perspective of it. Uh, and that's not just comics. Yes, we talk very about fair. it, but it's, Film, it's anything. It's, sports. It's, oh my god, sports! You know, I've 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 been involved with football guys and written for uh, for a decade yeah. now. I, I got to tell you. My people always said to me, "How can you do so many leagues each year?" I, I look at things differently than I did a decade ago. I just I don't get as excited about a, a running back having 200 yards and two touchdowns. It just doesn't mean as much to me. It's just there. It's, it's yeah. like that with me. With food too, right? I mean, I have great meals when I go out to eat with my wife on Friday nights when we go on a date. Uh, it, it takes a really exceptional meal for me to remember it now because yeah. I've had a lot of good meals in my life. Right. So. You know, it's just that's anything with David with his wine or or Chris with his, <laughs> with his whiskey or you know 
Porn. Your kaiju. No, I'm saying you're, you know, uh, you, whatever dreams do, whatever your passions, over time, you, the more you're exposed to it, the more desensitized you are to it. It has to be that much more special to mean something. And in comics, we all read so much damn comics. We've all read thousands and thousands of issues and grab it. It, it takes a lot to really make us step back and say, damn, that's something I'm going to treasure, right? And that's, you know. There you go. There you go. I like the way you talk. You're yeah. breaking up. How about that, bitch? Oh, <laughs> damn! <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. You are breaking up. Okay, you know what? Since we all kind of had something to, to poo-poo on, mm-hmm. I mentioned this on uh, the last Marvel Noise. I, I'm still... Uh, I, go. It, it's go. still bugging me. Did anybody read Spider-Man The Short Halloween? <laughs> I think Wood knows where I'm going with this. No, but I heard you rant on it. <laughs> oh my god! It, seriously, all right. He's Spider-Man is is facing th- this bad guy I'd never seen before until this uh, until, until this one shot. Homeboy's jetpack gets away from him, flies off into the air. Spider-Man's talking to him. The jetpack ends up coming back down, hitting Spidey in the head, knocking him unconscious because he bounced <laughs> off all the walls going down into the alley. What the fuck happened to the spider sense? That's a good point. I'm like, and it just took me out of the entire... And it's the same thing where um, I was reading uh, the Daredevil black and white one shot from a few months ago. And 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 Matt is referenced as Mr. Murdoch three or four times in this issue by a doctor. One time it's spelled M-U-R-D-O-C-H. Oh. How, do, how, do, how does the letterer spell Murdoch the correct way every other time except this one time? And it just... I. Man, that's a pet peeve. There you go. There's a comic pet peeve, which was a way back Wednesday. <laughs> but it was, man, I just, I, I so want to love some stories and I'm, I'm digging everything. And then I just, and then I hit that brick wall with just one little thing. And I'm like, and it takes me forever. Sometimes if, if it, if it does at all, it takes me forever to get back into the story just where I can start. I would say, yeah, you know, if, of the four of us, I would say, David, you are the one when I think the most that represents, it seems to me that in getting to know you and hearing you, and, and I think this comes out more in Marvel Noise, um, it, you, you seem to have a much quicker threshold to, <laughs> To cast something aside, a more like more like like core superhero stuff, like not in the sense that you, I mean, you read it, but you'll. It's clear that like it takes a lot for you to like for it to totally pass muster for you. Like you're you're. It seems like you're willing to be like ah, that, nah, no, 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 I can't have that. You know, <laughs> like, can't have that. Like whether it be like how they draw the musculature or the inking or the shit. Like Cyclops. You, you got a lot of shit that sets you off. Ah, that's so sad. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't read comics. <laughs> One of the things, am I good? Yeah, you're great. One of the things that David has said many, many, many times. Of course, because it's one thing I do. No, that you, you, you repeat this phrase a lot. And it's a phrase that completely mystifies me because I've never experienced the thing you call being in the story. When you say it completely took me out of the story. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I have never, ever experienced really? that. And I, I think it's impossible to experience that. Be- really? Yes, because you're, you're a human, you, you are on a different plane than, mm-hmm. than the artwork. You are a human being looking at ink on a piece of paper. You will always be removed from that story. You can never, ever 
be immersed into it in 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 the story to to the That's to the point to That's the point where because if you if you were in the story you'd be a dot pattern on paper okay is what i'm saying um the the you, you have to feel the paper in your between your fingers to to turn the page you have to, your eyes have to process that that visual information uh, you've seen the diagram a million times where the, the visual thing is flipped on your in the back of your eye and blah blah yes. blah the, the biology of seeing or the process of 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 translating visual imagery into sensory blah 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 so you i whenever someone says yeah rip my ass right out of the story i i just i can't I don't get that. I really don't. That's interesting. Wow. That really is interesting, especially the way you go on about Yeah, about exactly. Because right, because because I'm looking at the process, therefore I am aware that this is a creation. This is not this story is not real. It it, it is well, it is real. It, it's it's not a physical place where I can go. It, it's it's marks on paper. Now, okay, and right. and I marvel at the way those marks are made and the way the story is told, but See, in the back of my I'm head I'm like, always Now I'm not I'm not saying if I'm reading an amazing Spider-Man issue that I you know, I feel like I'm I'm walking down, you know, Fifth Avenue. Oh, no, I, exactly, but exactly. But but, but w uh, when something disrupts your enjoyment of that story, right? There's a billion things on that page that should disrupt your your vision. But your, your... no, because it's it's that's the fantasy world you're in, and and when you're right, when when right. you're met with something that you know, if they try to you know introduce real science or 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 you know, since now I'm reading it and and there's a typo or something where of of all the Spider-Man stories I've read, and you know he could just sidestep. The, the, his spider sense would be going his spider sense goes off if somebody sneezes and and it's 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 one of those things where every other time if if this was like you know young peter parker just starting out then maybe he could shrug it off and not know what what's coming from up above and and move on with it but this is this is obviously a brand new day era spider-man story he's been doing this for a while and for all of a sudden for because these are two I don't want to. They're they're inexperienced comic book writers because they 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 do Saturday Night Live. So it's not like they're comic book writers. They're 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 they they had a Spider Man story, and this was even mentioned on on Around Comics. Now see where, now the the very fact that you're thinking of that as you're reading the story. Ding ding. You're not in the story. No, and in what way? I'm not. Your 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 brain your brain. If if you're in the story, uh, you your brain should be. You should have a laser beam. So you're saying I should have a different phrase? No, 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 no. You can call it Fred. I don't care. But <laughs> if, if if you're if you're experiencing this tale, and you're thinking, well, Spider-Man's sensory, uh, his spider sense should have kicked in because this issue it did, and and from experience, you're 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 drawing right. on experience with the character. That that means you are removed from what's going on you're processing old information not the stuff that's being shown to you right now see that you know what i mean no i no i i, I do i do get what you mean i know what you mean i don't know i liked when you say being pulled out i just i i would just wanted to put that on the table as someone yeah, who has never been no, I get it. saying in that like to me when he says that or at least how i when i think you're getting pulled story it's like I'm reading something or watching something, and then it's it's escapist, and I'm into it. And then 
even if you there can't, you sometimes go. it's something you're not even expecting. It's like, oh, all of a sudden you find yourself thinking about like the process or thinking about, wait a minute. If that it was be- smooth, I mean, you know, if, if this yeah, was actually you know? like like a, a standard Spider-Man story that you know, Wade or Slot or Stern or somebody else wrote that that's familiar with the character and knows, you know, how could how would somebody who's been writing you know, Spider-Man for 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 so many years, you know, that that I would think would just be. Second nature, they would just know that. Well, okay, I have to come up with a different. He, he's got to be able to to get knocked out differently. He can't. And they, everyone has their own quirks, right? Like I remember when um, when Morrison was doing uh, Final Crisis, lots of people were like, "Oh, well, Superman would never sing." And you and I, Vince, were like, "Well, actually, it's kind of cool that he sang because he's super at everything." And that's. But so for us, oh, that begi- in the beginning, red fucking silver age. No, 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 that's besides the point. How about how about the friggin' wait, wait, wait? How about the friggin' Bible? In the beginning, there was the word. Okay, that's exactly what Superman just did. He created from that's what God did. about this specific. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That. That in that instance, lots of people were taken out of the story by that. We were not, but Sorry there are different things Bible. that set people off in different <laughs> ways. Like again, with The Walking Dead, uh, some of the criticisms I read in the Football Guys forum where guys were like, they hated that scene that we loved from the comic book, which is where they're walking with the blood smeared, and their rationale was actually somewhat logical, which was, well, I don't get it. I mean, half these zombies are missing half of their bodies. Some of them don't even have noses. Why would they have the odor smell? It's a very valid point. Now I'm thinking, well. Because they can, it's fucking the world that they live in. But so that the fact that they could smell doesn't bother me at all. Like I accept that as the premise of that universe. But same time, same 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 token, the fact that the dude, the homie, climbed the fence and chased after him, couldn't have it. So <laughs> the smelling the zombies being able to smell didn't quote unquote take me out of the story. Why I don't know. It didn't bother me. The zombie climbing over the fence or using a rock to bash a window open took me out of the story. It made me think, wait the fuck, this is not fucking the way with Kirk. This is not the Kirkman verse. Again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just, I don't know that, and I think to David's point, it take when something, quote unquote, takes you out of the story, it's not like you're planning for it. it. That's the fact. It's like, it makes you stop in your tracks, stop enjoying the story for what it is, and think about something that really is not in the story. And that's where... Everything, yeah, everything takes me out of the story. Everything. Well, I'm never, like I said, I'm never in the story. I'll, I'll look at a drawing, like say uh, a drawing from uh, Mobius. I'm looking at the line like, son of a bitch, this bastard can draw. I, I, I try and imagine the process that he went through to put that line there. What is he thinking? Look, look at the way that that line just hugs that 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 jacket or hardman look at the black under that eye he just put that down there like and there it is and it's perfect and i'm i'm trying to think uh, well i i'm not trying i do i i I think of of the man with the brush putting the the mark on the page and i admire the the precision or just the the artifice behind that mark and even even lettering we look at lettering why is john workman so revered because he's freaking great and he makes beautiful marks with letters so just the fact the the very act of of looking at john workman's lettering you're not you're out you're 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 way removed from that story it's very interesting though because what you're talking about with workman while we both agree workman is amazing it's completely different reason for me for me letters workman included are great because they don't take me out of the story I see Workman's letters, and they seem natural on the page. They seem like they're as much part of the story as everything else on that page. So I don't really think about it. It's just there. It's part of feels right. But there is, there is a style to it, though. No, no, I, but I'm not thinking about that. I'm reading it and thinking, this is great. It works. It, it feels right to me. It's a, right, it's but why a, is it great? 
If it's not what I think, you're missing the point. That's how you think. I'm not thinking that way. Ergo, I love John Workman because he doesn't make me think about the letters. They're just but, there. No, 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 but you what are. Is, when you I'm reading are... an independent comic that, it, that where we talk about there's these blocky, you know, sans serif font that they got right off of a, of a, of a Microsoft Word, and it just it doesn't even fill the word balloon. I'm like, fucking letters. They don't even fucking make sense. Like, what is that? That's, a, that's some really shoddy lettering. Takes me out of the story. Makes me focus on the lettering that's there instead of whether the lettering is helping tell the story. Okay, so, but you're, uh, back to the workman. You are making a judgment. No, you, I'm not. You, yeah, you are. If you say it's great, then that's a judgment. You're, you're saying well, no, this is I'm, good. I'm, Why? I'm saying it's after the fact because I didn't notice it. Because it seems it just feels right. It feels like part of the story. Okay. As I'm reading it, I'm not at all appreciating that it's John Workman letters. Did you, I'm just did appreciating that the letters look and feel right on the page, and they help tell the story. Did you ever see a, a swath of color in a comic and just say, "Fuck, that is brilliant!" The way they butted those colors up against oh, each other, like the purples and the oranges in a Richard Corbin J. story. Williams read Holy Christ! In, in, How did he come the, up with that? And he even threw turquoise in there to make it sing. But again, this, this is—I think where you're a, you're a, you're an illustrator yourself. I, I don't. When I saw J. H. Williams red, I think, wow, that really looks great. That red really pops to tell tell the story. But I'm not thinking, why did he choose that red? Why that red over another uh, color of red? Or how did? Okay. What technique did he use to get that red and and and, and diminish the? Other? I don't think so, that way. Now, see, That's, prose is a different story. I can be sucked into prose in a second. Like uh, Naked Lunch, I'm in that freaking story because it's just little marks on a page that we've seen throughout our whole entire lives typeface and and the words suck me in the connotate the 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 thing that these letters represents or represent that pulls me into the story whereas you show me a picture i'm i'm fucking gone i'm way back here looking at the process that's that's that i guess that's a problem with me isn't it no it's not no, I don't think it's a problem no, it's at just, all. It's just how you process it's things. More. It's how you're informed. You're an artist. You're a creator. You live the process every day. That's that's uh, def- helps define you and how you approach things. I, I am not a. I don't. I don't draw for a living. I don't illustrate. I I appreciate illustrated work, which is why I love comics. <laughs> I have a father who's an artist, but I don't. I'm not a creator in that regard. So I don't. That's just not how my mind works. But I, you know I good art when you see it. Craft. Right, and I love talking about the process at times, like when we dissect it or, or we discuss it as a group or with other. But I don't, I don't read each comic thinking about the process. Over time, I've come to appreciate the process more, and can thus look at it and and say, "Wow, that what they're doing with this is really exceptional." But, but to me, again, that's something that's almost secondary. I look, go back on it, and think, "I really enjoyed that." What was it about it that I enjoyed? Oh, well, the composition of that page was really beautiful. I don't, but as I'm reading it. I don't want to be thinking about those things. Mm. I want See, to be experiencing it for the story. I guess I, I, I should say, to me, the words uh, on a printed page, uh, a la prose, are a trigger, and art is a gun. You know what I mean? You can't ignore a gun. It's there. probably explains your adoration for you know someone like Kirby versus your disdain for someone like Stan. <laughs> Let's not go there. Hey, That's everybody. A good place to end. 
This episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you, the comic book fan, can get everything you ever wanted out of the previews catalog, Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, Image, all the independents, Fantagraphics, Picture Box, everything available in the previews is available to you at significant discounts, 35 to 75% off their spotlighted specials. And if you are a first-time DCBS customer, you can enter the following code in the pre-Morrison slot and get an extra 8 percent off your order david what's the code e o c eight isn't that beautiful e o c eight i'm gonna have zach change that to uh stanley presents (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't think zach will (laughs) you're right right. (laughs) oh david And so go over to in stock, uh, into DCBService.com, Discount Comic Book Service. Get your stuff, and you'll save a lot of money in your travels. I am so unprepared for this. Yes, yeah, Because, I'm yeah, I am. Oh, so you're only going to give us one? I'm, I'm only going to give you one. Oh, that was nice, Chris. Um, well done. <laughs> no. Read, read Amazing Spider-Man and Trade. I have nothing here that uh, that I could push. I'm just going to grab something off the top of this stack. Read <laughs> Fearless Dawn from Asylum Press. It, it's excellent. It's probably going to get my miniseries of the... Do we have a category wow. for miniseries of the year? Yeah, yeah. yeah we have a limited series, sure. Yeah, written, if you check the document, you might know that. Uh-huh. Written and illustrated by Steve uh-huh. Mannion. This guy is a superb illustrator. I love his work. Sexy as hell. He's got the sexiness of a Dave Stevens with the rendering ability Ooh. of a Bernie Wrightson or a Wally Wood. I uh-huh. love his stuff. Ooh. Yeah, check it out. Fearless Dawn from Asylum Press. I love it. Um, I have a comic and a Twitter to follow. Oh, uh, the first one is um, my good buddy, Mr. Tim Seeley. His first issue of Ant-Man and Wasp came out today. Um, so if you are a fan of Mr. Uh, Mr. Hank Penn or Mr. O'Grady, you should be reading Ant-Man and the Wasp. I read it tonight, and it is... Um, half of it. Man, he... he he nails both of those characters and understands them. So check out Ant-Man and the Wasp. And uh, um, on Twitter, you should follow the new writer of Wonder Woman, Mr. Phil Hester. Because, oh, uh, you should follow him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Screw Wonder uh, Woman. Seriously. <laughs> the, be- the best reason to follow Phil is because he probably has the most amazing art collection seriously. ever. Yeah. And he posts his art tour, and if you want to see some truly amazing original art, we talk about original art on the show uh, quite often, and Phil Hester's collection makes me drool in the biggest way. His, his collection is redonkulous. I mean, Kirby Omac pages, Ellen Davis stuff. Frank Miller, he's got Will Eisner uh, like cover roughs from the the Spirit. It's amazing stuff. So follow Phil Hester and uh, and look forward to his Wonder Woman run. Read the darkness. And read the darkness. Yes. yes. Uh, I have a trade, but you can read what you can read the contents of said trade for free online or through your iPhone or iPad or iPod. Comixology app. Uh, Box 13. Knew it. Finished trade. I'll talk Mm -hmm. about it next week. Uh, Has a quote on the back by our buddy, Scott Cedarland. 
Uh, it is uh, beautifully illustrated by Steve Ellis and uh, written by David Gallagher. And it's uh, my In Your Travels for this week. Look at you. Well I done. Was, I wasn't All as professional. last week. And if you got the kids and you want to read them something awesome, hmm. the first issue of the new four-issue miniseries just hit the stands, Avengers vs. the Pet Avengers. Yes. Written by Chris <laughs> Eliopoulos, uh, drawn by Ig Guara, who has done the prior uh, arc as well. Consistency. That's right, baby. It's got the Pet Avengers. It's got the new Avengers. It's got Fin Fang Foom. It's got Ooh. other dragons. Oh. Dude, it is it is the bomb diggus. Uh, I read it to the boys tonight before we started recording, and they loved it. And there was a cliffhanger at the end of the episode, just like comic, uh, end of the issue, just like comic should be. And they were livid that I didn't have the second issue to read to them. So, <laughs> make it happen. Wow, nice, livid. And I tell you, Jason, I, I keep putting it off. I put it off for a second episode in a row. But next week, I promise I'm going to talk about uh, stuff of legends, which you turn me on to. Yeah, I keep forgetting about that. It's yeah. so good. It's so it good. Right. You know it. Disclaimer. Views expressed by members of the show, callers, guests, and the occasionally callers. intercepted transmission are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of 11 o'clock comics. Jason and Vince are elitist bastards. Ding. While, it, while <laughs> alcohol is often consumed and consumed often on the show, there are currently no no laws prohibiting drinking and podcasting. And Zach Krusty has a package of awesome coming his way. Thank you, Zach. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of Eleven O'Clock Comics is strictly prohibited. David loves inkers like Vince loves 12-year-old yaoi boys. Ooh, All content presented nice. in this program is solely the property of 11 O'Clock Comics and Vince's shoebox of horrors. And this has been an 11 O'Clock Comics podcast production, copyright 2010. That some bitch gets longer every week, doesn't it? <laughs> Zach already walked uh, around it. with a package of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Hey, th th thanks to everyone for the for the kind words about uh, the return of AC, and I think we'll have. Uh, Can I find that? We'll we'll have we'll have the we'll have the official episode like um, conversations over at the eleven o'clock comics forums, which are where David. We didn't say Forum. that, did we? Yeah, no. sorry. Forum dot bullpenboltonspodcast dot com or eleven o'clock comics dot com. There you go. Yay. Good night, Mr. Martyr, wherever you are. Probably out in California. <laughs> yeah. Watch Same the night. search for Steve Ditko. I want to talk about that next week in case anybody else hasn't seen it yet. I haven't. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Oh, you haven't? No. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, think, I, yeah, I think Neil Gaiman saved... I, th I think Gaiman saved... Um, it's um, Who's the... the, the Jonathan the Ross? I think Gaiman saved Ross from himself at the end. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Now, is this a, a free watch online, or do I? You have you might be yeah, able to watch it online. Yeah. I can send you the, the the DVD if you want. It, yeah. it was a BBC Four documentary. Where'd you get it? Steve sent it to me, but Steve also brought Steve it. Steve Ditko me. sent it to you. Yeah, I yeah. wish. Yeah, the recluse himself, Steve Raker. Oh. Sent it to me a couple of years ago, but he brought it with him when he when he. Uh, it's all awesome. last week, so it is. It's it's less than an hour. It's a fantastic documentary. They talk to Neil Gaiman. They talk to Alan Moore, who was a 
fantastic uh, uh, interview. Of one, one, one of the and, most candid Stanley oh, conversations I've and ever yes, seen. Yes, and, and, and I will talk about next week why. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Where, is, is Alan Moore complimentary to Stan? Oh, Alan Moore is complimentary to Steve. To Dicko. Oh, Alan Moore, yeah. Alan Moore stopped reading Spider-Man when Steve Dicko left the series. Yeah, and, and you can see, you know, Vince, your friggin heart. I, I know you hate Stan. I don't your, hate him. I do not. I do not hate him. Ridiculous oh hatred God. of. I Dude, was, if I was, it, I was okay. Quite, Let's uh, back up a little bit. Uh, what if it turns out that Stan has a uh, a storage locker full of pages? That would be awesome. No, that would oh, not oh, be oh, awesome. That would be douchebag primo of the universe move. <laughs> no, it, it, well, foresight, but no, no, he, he the, I think you see, I think you see a really honest Stanley moment in the I don't think there's, you really do, no, you really do, I know exactly what he's talking about, and it's, and yeah, I'll, I'll what I'll does he say, I'm sorry? Fuck, no, I'm no, sorry. He, no, 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 he, he just kind of says, if that's how Steve feels about it, then that's how Steve feels about but it. It's, but, but it's, but it's, right, and it's the way, it's the way Stan gives Steve credit, and, and it's, yeah. It's, you, credit you, credit you, is not money. No, I know you're right. You're Dude, right. But Steve it, it, Ditko doesn't. Ditko doesn't want their money. Of course he doesn't. Read it's the a, Fountainhead. I've but, read the Fountainhead. Thank you very much. He doesn't and I, want their money. But Stan right. does consider Steve to Doctor Strange to be all of Steve's creation. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. Mm-hmm. He's not <laughs> Satan. Oh no. <laughs> No, no, he's, gave, he's not Satan. He's Satan's piss boy. Here's a quarter for you. Man. He a- is. He is that. He is that. Yeah. But I just, I just hope to God that that storage space thing was exaggerated, and he doesn't have pages in there. I hope he has complete issues of like oh my God. Ev- every Marvel Silver oh, Age comic ever. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye. Have a good night. Have a good week. I knew from the beginning they'd be worth millions. Excelsior, bitches. Love you all. (laughs) Better chatter, people.